Wow, I didn't know that. All right, here we go. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Welcome back, Mr. Abdullah. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you for inviting. <laughs> Rajda, it's your first time. Uh, definitely first time, not the yeah. last. Uh, no. Thank you very much for coming here and uh, giving us your time as well. And welcome back to Kathmandu. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Rajda, welcome back to Kathmandu. Bonnie, my name is Abdullah. You're leaving. So, like, life is like that. Somebody comes, somebody goes. <laughs> life moves on. So, yes, we are living, I mean, after a long time. How long did you stay in Nepal? Tell everybody. Like, I was here since 2016, March. And the exact day I'm finishing at the end of this month, six and a half years. So, which is quite long time, but at the same time, a very good time. And we never wanted it to finish. So, but, like, as I said, this is life. Sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone and go to another country to challenge with new things so like a bit upset because we are living in nepal we are living good friends good friendships here and like big fights for tourism <laughs> we are living all them back but at the same time a little bit excited because we are going to a new destination i'm sure there are many things to do there so it will be challenging, but it will be at the same time exciting. Let's see. <laughs> Interesting. You've been a good friend, uh, not just to me, but to a lot of uh, people that I know. And you've really helped and you really played a, a solid part. I like to use the word solid part, not just a big part, but a solid Thank part you. in the foundation of uh, uh, the past six years of where we are trying to head, especially during COVID time as well. And, uh, Thank you. You know, all the surrounding times within these six years. And thank you very much for that. And uh, it's a pleasure knowing you, Mr. Abdullah. And it, My it, pleasure. It was definitely fun. Uh, Raza, definitely, we're going to talk about 1,000 different things. So, you know, 1990, oh from 19... You were talking about the 90s and the casino time and uh, perfume and jeans. I really didn't know that we it's used true. to... That's something that we definitely jumped into and I'll definitely jump into that. Uh I'll, uh, I'll definitely jump into social tours and 1,000 different things. Uh, but right before that, Mr. Abdullah, how has six years, uh, six good solid seven years been so far in Nepal? If you have to, if you have to sum it up. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try to sum it. So at the beginning, it was tough because to adapt here and I'm coming from an engineering background. So one of, like was my first post. So the conditions were not... As I wish, I was working in a place like a space center. And when I came the first day, there was no electricity here. <laughs> so it started hard for me, honestly. <laughs> of course. So it started hard. Like, But things changed a lot. I have to say that. I have to highlight that. Because like in it was just after the like field book time, earthquake happened last year. So 2015 was earthquake year. The country was a little bit trying to find a way. And like... End of 2016, I think, when the electricity problem was solved in the country, from 13 hours load shedding to zero level, everything started changing, honestly. From the sizes of the fridges, from the openings of the like new restaurants, lodges, clubs, so everything started changing, new hotels even. Believe me, if it didn't happen, it looks like a small thing. That's why I want to highlight that all the time. It looks like a small thing, but we felt like electricity and technology is found at that time. And all of a sudden, everything started changing. Like, I don't think that there will be kind of clubs, new hotels coming, new restaurants opening every day, new lodges opening. So I don't think that that will happen if we didn't solve that problem. So sometimes small changes, mindsets change everything. Nepal is going in a correct direction, but going a bit slow. We have to go fast. That's the main thing I can say. When I say we need to go fast, of course, we should not uh, like finish the 
like environment and other things fast, but at the same time we should adapt to world very quickly. Uh, tourism wise, like uh, we are growing up, but still many things to do because capacity is big. Uh, from Turkish Airlines perspective, yes, we increased the number of flights, but unfortunately COVID happened, like airspace crisis around the area happened. It was not uh, aviation friendly atmosphere for a long time. Now still not because of the fuel price and other things. But we still continue to grow up because country needs tourism, I believe in that. Just we are pushing all the authorities to prioritize that as much as possible. Uh, plus also with the people, it was amazing. The people of Nepal will be the main thing which will be always in our mind, heart. So the, the good relations we had with uh, friends here. And they were all very friendly and they know the value of friendship. What I realized in last one month, I can say, like they should be like minimum 60 hours for me to <laughs> manage this, you know, like 24 <laughs> is not enough, even 48 <laughs> is not enough. Now we need more than 60 hours a day. So thanks to all of them. Thanks to all of you, of course. Thanks for inviting just before I leave. And happy to be with Raj because we shared many things with That's him also. True, yeah. <laughs> Let me give the pass to him. <laughs> <laughs> when did you guys meet? Uh, do you remember, Isaac? I think once you arrived, no? and when you got into the scene trying to promote Nepal, I think. Yeah, after some time. Because mm -hmm. the main idea which came, like, when I realized, make that analyze, because I'm an engineer at the background. Yeah. So I like that analyzing what are the main issues, main weaknesses, like, not a SWOT analyst, I don't like terms, but like when you see something, you want to have an idea about what's happening around. So what I realized is everybody was too much on, focused on mountains only. And like it was just March, April, wherever you look in any tourism kind of book or what advices for Nepal, it only says March, April and October, November. So Four months. Four months only. Like Nepal is just promoted for four months. And wherever you go, people say Nepal is a very niche destination, mountains, yeah. this, that. But I said, oh, it's not only mountains, come on. And when I came to Nepal, like when I look around in Nepal, the especially to I realized that everybody is in that mood also. So, but somebody was not in that mood. One of them was, <laughs> of course, Raj. And uh, I was of also course. in that mood. That was, I think, common point which brought us together. Because when you say that mountains are that, you just lay back down and okay, already mountains are here, people will come. And the approach was in that, uh, like kind of behaviors, like your promotional understanding, marketing understanding, everything focuses on only that one. But uh, I think it was 2016 or 17, like I said, okay, Nepal is more than mountains. Yeah. So we should highlight the other parts. Because when you say more than mountains, it's a kind of maybe... Uh, like sentence came, but you include the mountains also in the sentence. So you are saying that we have mountains, but we have more than that. So we share the same ideas, honestly. And he was doing many things for in that respect also. He was not just focused on mountain and trekking tourism. Of course, they are there. We don't say anything about them. It should be even more. But what is more than that? If you don't do that, then there will be no... Uh, season like seasonality is the big problem here and then you'll not receive any tourists in the off seasons so you have to break that country has a big potential yeah 
I think more than mountains is the main thing which brought us together That's to true, share yeah. the ideas, I mm-hmm. guess. And then yeah. we collaborated with the Cora. And yeah, started with the Cora, but many other things, many like other things. from like uh, rice planting to yeah. many other things, uh, like uh, cooking shops, like also like heritage yeah. walks, many things yeah. which can be done in any time. Uh, mm. And especially some of them are good in the monsoon season, which is one of the off seasons of Nepal. That's why he does Cora in uh, July, July, third week yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So that's our idea mainly. Like because when you think about like besides the trekking, uh, trekking and hiking, words number one for sure. But like rafting, which is a little bit off season activity, we can say uh, mountain biking, which is much more better in off season, mm-hmm. like in monsoon time. Uh, like photography, cultural tourism, and also. Because of the diversity of the cultures, uh, photography, we food. can say, yeah, food, food parts, and plus also food part, they can compete with others. But in the five mm. titles I count, Napa should be number one in the world. Yeah. I'm not joking. Nobody can be better than here because the number of rivers, the number of mountains. Yeah. Like, do you think that you can do better rafting anywhere in the world than Nepal? Nobody, you, you should not. But how many? People are coming just for rafting to Nepal. You know, yeah. there are many routes. So it can be utilized. So that's the main thing. I mean, country shoot, uh, even movie shooting with the natural kind of exactly. uh, stages <laughs> instead of created stages. Uh, I think it should be number one. But everybody should understand the value for this. Once we start, uh, if, if there's a, uh, if, if I bring out a notebook and we start writing, then it's going to be never ending. Yeah, true. And it's never going to end. It's never going to if, if you just sit in this table, just uh, the two of you, I know, forget about me, just the two of you and all the experiences that you have, and I start writing about the positives of Nepal, it's never going to, that notebook's going to finish. True. And the ink is going to dry in that pen. Yeah. But we have so many different things that we could definitely go ahead and yeah. um, uh, promote, and people will definitely come uh, to our country to go ahead and do it. And that's fantastic. And thank you yeah. for that. I'm surprised you still use pens. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's so what f- got into my head. <laughs> for, this, for this, we need a pencil, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm still old school. Uh, I'm so old school. I don't know. For some reason, uh, they say that if you write it, you will remember it. That's probably true. Yeah. If you type it, you will not remember it. No, no, I agree on that. I like writing. But also. what's happening to me now is that when I type, of course, my handwriting is really, really bad. One, that's same. a big problem. But the other thing is uh, my mind does not work at the same speed that I write. So I, I, my mind has already started working at the same speed that I type. Uh, uh, Whatever computer. it is. Which one is slower, I have no idea. But, you know, I mean... it. It matches with that speed somehow. I, I've started, you know, honestly, <laughs> this is so funny. I've started writing back again. Yeah. Yeah. Once you write it, it's from, um, I don't know, from my school days. So every time I wrote things, I remembered those things. Probably I've got a photographic memory, most yeah, probably. probably yeah. So I remember the whole thing. Mm. So generally, if I want to go out and like, uh, if if there are pointers that I want about you guys, then I write it. Is it so okay. that I remember it? I don't even have to look at anything. I just have it all up here. Wow. Mostly, I never have anything, but sometimes I write. But that's the interesting part about. You me. know what I do. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, like, I'm kind of both of mix. I believe that we are losing the writing ability. Yeah. I agree on that. Like when I write now. Sometimes I miss even a letter, you know, like I'm typing. So I said, come on. So that's true. We are losing the ability, but that gives a message also. Spellings. I'm so yeah. bad with spellings now. Yeah. I, I Sometimes when there are things that I'm writing, sometimes I'm like, man, 
What's the spelling in here because of the autocorrect? Yeah. The technology has taken over. Maybe, maybe laziness, like laziness, comfort zones. The problem is comfort zones sometimes. Like when you do it very comfortable, it's not normally good for you, but you enjoy. All right. Since we're talking about this specific two words, since we're talking about comfort zone, are the people, uh, again, you're leaving, so I don't want to get you on the spot. Uh, Raza, you're going to be here and we're going to be here for a very, very long time and you're going to come back too. The people that both of you guys have met, who you've known for the longest time, people in power, people who actually push the pen to make things happen. And I'm talking about policies, I'm talking about thousands of different things, people who mm-hmm. push the pen like I'm going to emphasize that again. How, how worried are they? I'm going to use the word worry. How worried are they for the future of our country? Razdai, why don't you, you give it a shot? Interesting question. <clears throat> uh, I think actually individually everybody is worried. That's what I believe. I think this is a I very agree. classic Nepali thing. Uh, individually, we are all very fantastic. Collectively, we are a shit show, really. And mm. I think uh, that comes because of uh, extraneous factors that, you know, I mean, the environment is just not there. Uh, conducive environment, the legal system, the policy system, I mean, the implementation system, uh, the control mechanisms, you know, the corruption control mechanisms and everything are just not conducive for that individual, individual, uh, you know, action, uh, individual interest to really mm-hmm. come out. Yeah? So I think uh, if you talk to any individual person who's in power and you talk to them, you know, one-on-one and you just have off the record, if you like, and start talking to them, everybody has, knows the solutions, they know what needs to be done. They're really concerned about the future of this country. They're really passionate about the country. But, uh, you know, get them into the public space and see what they do, and then they realize they can't do it. I mean, you know, and I mean, in public space, when you question, of course, there'll be more diplomatic answers. But, you know, I think the crux of the matter is that the conducive environment is just not right. Uh, And it's just slowly happening, probably, in this country. If I look over the last... 30, 35 years that I've been consciously thinking about this country. So if you look at it from that perspective, mm-hmm. I mean, and like Mr. Abdullah said, I mean, we are changing. There's no doubt about it. Nepal has improved. I know. There's ample evidence of that. If you look at the health systems, if you look at, uh, you know, the education systems, I mean, what was it 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and what is it now? It's like huge differences. Speed, yeah. huge problem. And the speed comes because people were pushing the pen, you know, cannot do it or are not willing to do it because of the conducive environment not being there. I think that is the crux of the matter. And there, of course, uh, partly it's also due to some part of that, you know, chain not having the capacity to do that and not having the experience or the capacity to actually do it. I mean, because we've just been sitting on it and it's like rusting and it's not modernizing, it's not taken up, you know. I mean, I think there's a multiple of factors but essentially, to answer your question, I think everybody is concerned. But collectively, we can't seem to manage to move ahead. Everybody is not getting along. Is that what you're trying to go ahead and uh, emphasize on? That's usually true for most countries. People don't get along. People have their own opinions. But the conducive environment forces people to move in a particular direction, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. In every country. If you look at any advanced country, it's the same. You know, uh, uh, People actually will not agree. But the system actually forces it to move in a positive direction, right? So let's Our go, system doesn't. So sure, so let's go back and talk about Dubai, for example, right? If, you, if the river really wants to go ahead and move forward, then the river is going to go ahead and uh, break uh, everything, left, right, center, and definitely going to go ahead and flow downstream. It's going to 
create its own path, right? Just giving an example. Mm-hmm. Look at Dubai, for example, uh, going back to Dubai. Uh, what, 30 years ago? It was desert, 35 yeah. years ago, uh, when you look yeah. at a picture of Dubai. And now look at Dubai and how they've excelled. Again, a lot of people are going to talk about uh, oil. A lot of people are going to talk about the Middle East having abundant amount of uh, dollars to go ahead and make that happen. But they did, they did it. No, it's just uh, one. It's a. It's like you know, uh, having having a one set mind that just goes forward in in a particular direction. Now, I mean, you can debate about Dubai being a positive direction or, or a negative direction, but it's a it's a movement, yeah. right? And that's what we have to look at. You know, I, I will argue that Dubai is not the best place in the world mm-hmm. because of its environment impact and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a different part, you know. Uh, and there are many countries who work like that. I mean, Bhutan does it. I think uh, even Myanmar is doing it in a particular direction. I mean, they digress, digress from time to time. But, you know, there is singularity in their thinking. And, and the thinking singularity is kind of important in countries that are moving ahead, right? And here, what happens is that uh, we are very good at mixing everything up and getting really confused. Okay? I know. Uh, having said that, Nepal has got a lot of positives. Of course, right? of course. So no, we, cannot, no we cannot dwell on that and just say, you know, I mean, we're all down. I mean, I'm, I like to be positive and I see uh, the movement that Nepal has made from where we are from a education standpoint, from a money standpoint, you know, from everything standpoint, from a government standpoint, for, for example, right? We're a new country just lifting its head up from, you know, changing systems. We're an old country. We had a lot of things going for us, but we decided to make a change in 2006. In 1995, we decided to make a change by going into civil war. And then in uh, 2006, we made a change by taking out monarchy, writing a new constitution and moving ahead. And if you look at the span of time in which we managed to do that, uh, if you look at countries which went into civil war, from day one to day two, not having any arms, is the only country will be Nepal. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, when when we yeah, start everybody down dropped time, the yeah. arms, and there was no no uh, baggage, you know. I mean, we've got Biplav and all, but they're not armed. I mean, you know, it's not. I mean, it's just you know, little nuisance material. Okay, and at the end of the day, you know, when you think about the whole scale of development, right? I mean, but you know, that has never happened in the world. And you know, writing a constitu- constitution and moving eight years down the line, doing elections, dividing the country into a federal state, and then moving ahead with its own problems, with the problems that we had. Moving ahead into a new system, yeah, many countries cannot achieve that. And we have actually done it. Uh, no, no, no doubt on that. I'm not denying that at all. Again, I'm looking at all the positives. But when I go ahead and see a news of uh, a, a person who is in power, who is probably going to go ahead and lead a certain organization in this country, which is definitely going to go ahead and change the course uh, for uh, this country and tourism. I'm just talking about tourism. Yeah. And then when I see that person uh, uh, having X amount of money in his car and getting uh, caught and uh, uh, making deals on the side, then you kind of feel like, okay, and somebody being, uh, you know, highly decorated, for example, then you're like, then you sit down and think, all right, okay, so how far are we going to go ahead and get in this terms? You kind of getting me what I'm trying to go ahead and say in this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you look at the scale of time, these are hiccups. We have to bear because of the environment we are in. There's nothing we can do about it except look at the slight change that might come. And it looks like changes are coming. The first elections happened five years ago. Finally, we had local, local people yeah. in power, right? And the local people in power, I mean, if I can be candid, 
were just people who were in favor of the political parties because nobody else dared to come out because it was new. You know, so there, were, there was a huge generation of people who had never seen elections. They didn't want to get That's into true. politics. Mm. They had no interest in it because they had only seen the dirty side of it. You know? So they had no inter interest in leadership. The only guys who were interested in leadership were the cronies that were there. You know? And so the first lot was just pushed out from there, except a few examples that we can have. The second lot, we're seeing changes happening. We're seeing more interest coming out from people who are genuinely concerned about the country. You know, you see people who are really saying, I'll make a change, I'll be independent, I don't want to do any of that stuff. It looks like I have a chance. You know, I mean, Balin is a classic example of yeah, that. Yeah. And we just popped out from the blue, you know, and then became mayor of the most powerful city in, uh, in, in Nepal. You know, and that would have never happened, right? I mean, when you think about it, you say, how did that ever happen? And that is slowly changing the momentum. Yeah. When uh, Mr. Abdullah said that when I came over and we still had uh, no lights. <laughs> yeah. No, the interesting part is no lights can, like it may happen, you mm. know, but the problem here is we have 6,500 rivers. In these conditions, yeah. it should not happen. Like with the conditions we have. But I agree, Andraj, I don't like talking about politics usually. Sure, sure. But this is a little bit out of politics because this is the reality which we live here. He's right on that. I mean, like things happen in a very short period of time. I mean, like having that, like 1996 to 2006, the war there, then started, okay, everything, the constitution came, I think around 2013 it came. So 15 earthquake happened, like these things are not very, very easy things. It's like steps, first steps. And when you look all, at all of that, even we say it is small, it is moving. I agree yeah. on that. And like when I came, I remember the last election was 1995. And the next election happened for the local, I'm talking, yeah. in 2017. So 22 years gap is like, because when I came, I felt like, who is the owner of this city who yeah. is going to do something for this city and again I agree at one point I don't know him personally but I think yes the mayor election is a kind of example which uh, everybody has to tie up like two political parties were there they were in charge for last five years one of them is still in charge the other was in charge like one and a half year ago for like more than two years so their candidates were there but all of a sudden an independent guy got the elections so with almost their total vote they got more mm. than that so it, this is a kind of symbolic meaning but of course they have to be successful mm. being elected doesn't mean that everything goes well so if they become good examples like that uh, still we need the political parties also of course but like everybody will look into that picture and mm. see that okay something is going to change we have to adapt the changes so that will come and uh, as I said, only thing is world is moving very fast now, like in every direction. So we need to follow up that. And if we again come back to tourism, as you said, tourism areas, I believe everybody has a good nature and everybody really agrees what we talk, what we tell, but it doesn't come into life somehow. So it means that in that mechanism, there is something which is still not allowing things to happen. Maybe coordination, maybe cooperation, wh whatever you say. So, but things are not happening. But when you talk individually, everybody agrees with you because we what we tell is not like finding the world is round again. It's ABC of this job, honestly. Like, it's just the start. Like, okay, if you want this, this should happen. That's it. 
yeah. there's no other way. <laughs> I, no, that, that's, uh, that's uh, definitely interesting. And uh, after almost spending seven years, I'd like to go ahead and add that, almost spending seven years, and you've traveled, you've, you've been to places, Mr. Abdullah, you've been yeah. to a lot of places. Yeah. That picture when I saw up in... Uh, uh, the, the the ice uh, skating when uh, that, oh, that was, was happening. Uh, Gokyo was that in Gokyo? Uh, yeah, it was Gokyo. Uh, Go- it, wasn't that Gokyo? Yeah. yeah, Gokyo Lake. It was a symbolic thing also. It is just showing that like in winter people can go there and do some activities. That was the main message behind that. Uh, but when I went there, I saw one thing. I have to say that part which we need to work on. Okay, we have that beauty, we have that, but we need to have either facility or infrastructure or supporting kind of things around that because that is the area which you will go maybe once in a lifetime. Like you never go for skating to 5,000 meters, you know, usually. So once in a lifetime activity is the area that which you are like a little bit open to spend something more to get more comfort, to get also uh, more activities there. So if it may happen, definitely. Like, But as I said, when we say about Nepal, of course, the other motto is once in a lifetime kind of places. We have a lot in Nepal. Earlier, uh, earlier before uh, you came over, Mr. Abdullah was showing me about uh, about uh, about a person in uh, Istanbul who definitely did a lot of things in media, and yeah. he started from uh, zero. Level. He started from zero level, and uh, again, he's a, he's a big guy now. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that when you were showing me that. I was thinking about you know when you just said uh, how far we've come and uh, how far you've come. We'll we'll get into that. Now in 2022, forget about the 20, Visit Nepal 2020. I don't even want to talk about that at the moment. When we when we think about the upcoming years, mm-hmm. you know, when we think about right from now, the upcoming another uh, eight years, 2030, 2040, 2050. Uh, not forget about sustainability for yeah. for just a second. For just mm-hmm. a second, by 2050, putting Nepal in the map, you know, like literally right there star center what are the things that you would recommend that we should definitely go out and start doing like right now right from now if you had to if something that you had to go out and do yeah for tourism i can say if i talk about tourism part yeah it should be prioritized everybody should understand what tourism is i mean because tourism is not only like for commercial reasons it's sharing your countries between with the other people, then the things continue coming. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't need to worry after that. If you go with that mindset, everything will be like that. First, we need to understand that country cannot survive with the remittance money. <laughs> we, we should increase the productivity in the country. I think one of the main things is a little bit to other areas, but like uh, we should discuss about the export level of the country. It's $30 per person. You just produce $30 in a year to sell out. So, but there is potential here. Like uh, agriculture and other things, uh, like to, why I say tourism, because whenever you look at all reports for especially LDC countries, like tourism and aviation is the key sectors to trigger the other sectors. Because when you build a hotel, it means construction industry is also getting advantage of that. When you build a hotel and bring guests to there, then agriculture industry is selling some products to them. So your transportation industry also has to grow up accordingly. Your roads has to be done accordingly. So like this is a kind of mindset change again, what happened in electricity. We need something in tourism areas 
to understand that when you touch this area, you will touch to all areas. Mm-hmm. I think that's critical. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying for a, like vision 2050, but at the moment, at least for moving with strong steps, you have to target a little bit big numbers. Since you said uh, visit Nepal year 2020, like more than the like maybe name and other things, we want people to visit here. I mean, sometimes you just you do use the mottos to make it fast. So like target two million, they, they are all achievable targets. I always say that like the target for Nepal should be five million. But targeting five million doesn't mean that okay, let's reach to five million. It's not like that. You have to plan the steps how you can reach that. So what you were trying to say, if we're gonna go out and have, tomorrow, if you have five million people here, we're finished. Yeah. We're yeah. F- forget about five million. So tomorrow, you should be right? ready for that. And yeah, everything has to go parallel. I mean, you yeah. cannot be like you cannot have an airport and nobody coming to there. You cannot have big aircraft but nobody flying in them. You cannot have a let's say capacity of one million but can invite five million people. So everything should go parallel, step by step, one level up, each of them, one level up. And there should not be a big gap between them. I mean, if you grow on this area, you have to grow on this area also. So means when you bring try to bring more tourists, yes, your infrastructure has to support them. Like and also when you build the airport, you should bring the airlines to there. Just to give an example, like that target two million, and I said numbers are not important. The, the direction is more important. But just to give an example, for reaching from one million to two million, it means one million additional tourists, and most of them will come by air. So it means daily, roughly, I am calculating around three thousand more people you have to bring. So roughly. Tourists, we are talking about at least 3,000 more people to come. How many people come now, Mr. Abdul? Uh, rough estimate? Uh, I think this is not recovered yet, but we are around 65% of... I think so, yeah. Around 65% of the number. I am. I so don't have... Around, around, around half a million. Maybe. Around, around no, no, half no, no. a million. No, what I'm trying to say is daily how many people show up here. Oh. Uh, tourists, I mean, uh, give or take. Uh, tourists depends. At this time, not so many. <clears throat> but <clears throat> from September, it will start increasing yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But main thing is... Like when you, you have to understand these numbers, when you say the numbers, you have to understand them also. Yeah. So daily 3,000 people comes means daily at least 25 more flights has to come to this country. At least, at least 25. So at least 25 flights means you need airlines to fly that 20 flights, 25 flights. So we'll do that. Plus also, of course, how you will maintain that flights. We all need to think about this, you know. Uh, if you don't think and you just say, okay, we need 2 million people, it doesn't work. So uh, that is the steps one by one which should be planned. What, what's your take on, uh, sorry, uh, go for it, go for it. All right, no, I think he's hit the nail on the head actually. I mean, when you ask that question in 2040 or 2050, if Nepal can be center of, you know, I mean, in, in terms of image, right? In, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an image. Yeah, uh, you. We it's talk brand. about it's we talked about Bosnia. There's yeah. a brand, right? Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. got a sudden image of Bosnia. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got a sudden image of uh, Colombia. You've got a sudden Definitely. image of uh, DRC, Congo. Yeah, you've got a sudden image of Mauritania. No, <laughs> Mauritania. So <laughs> it's all image, right? And yeah. if you want to create that image, really, I mean, you know, I mean, to just answer your question, the image has to come from people from outside. You cannot have the image yourself and just say I am it. Doesn't make any sense, right? Image is actually from people from outside looking at in the inside and that image comes from either you and it can be a negative image can be a positive image now yeah, let's talk yeah. about that also right because there could be a positive image like norway or uh, finland or denmark or you know 
You see what I mean? It can be very positive images or it can be very negative images that you can have, right? We want a positive image, obviously. Of course. Obviously, right? So if you're talking about that, then we have to have that, again, I go back to the same thing that I say, singularity of purpose, right? That purpose has to be very clear. And that purpose comes through tourism. It will not come because we sell our labor outside. It will not yeah. come because of that. Or because of that labor telling everybody that Nepal is great. You know, that is not going to work, right? What is happening is going to be people coming into the country or understanding the country from the image that we give out of the country. Even, people don't even have to come to the country to get the image of the country. Yeah. You know, but you have to portray that image of that country, right? And to bring that forward is tourism. And if for tourism to function, now if you just take it step by step, just answering a question, we need to first try to get our ministry to be technical, right? Yeah. Because I was talking about the environment that needs to be there for tourism to happen, right? And it's about the infrastructure of flights. I understand that. These are technicalities, right? To make that happen, we need to understand, do the calculation. And for that, the big problem that we have right now in Nepal is that our ministry is not technical. It's made up of administrators. And admin people are never going to understand tourism. You need people with tourism degrees sitting in the tourism departments. And those guys will start saying, we'll talk like Abdullah. Yeah, they'll start talking numbers. They'll start talking, okay, where's the flights? They'll not just say, ah, bring a figure. You know, just do a spreadsheet and say, so much tax will come. That's not good enough, right? And to create the right environment, again, for tourism to happen and try to bring all these things together, the coordination, the cooperation that we talk about that is really required to move those you know, steps forward and the right thinking uh, to take that image forward. We really need that to happen. And, yeah. if, and without that, I think uh, we'll just be talking in there. We'll probably still reach 5 million because it's just progression in tourism, right? Yeah, but we'll, we'll probably not get the image that we really want. And I, like same things, I am like using that term now. It's an ecosystem. Yeah, so that ecosystem right. has to be created. Ecosystem from everywhere. I mean, like your from your farmers, from your transportation, from your roads, from your hotels, from your skilled from uh, your industry media. people, from your media. Uh, like it's all of them should be together, should grow up gradually, like when you move forward. I mean, you cannot leave anyone behind. Yeah. So it means that it's total kind of movement. And when countries exporting 600,000 people a year, to outside as a labor, like we should discuss how we can we can keep these people by creating more business opportunities, starting like triggered, let's say, triggered mm -hmm. with tourism, but touch to other areas. Just to give one example, we started to fly here in 2013. And after we started flying here, just between Turkey and Nepal, the trade level increased more than seven times. So do you think that did it, it happened by chance? So I said the same thing to some other chambers and I talked with them and there is no flight between them. So I said, why don't you force like Nepal Airlines or your airlines, your country's airlines to fly to here? Because you are a trade people, business people. I guaranteed them in two years time, whatever they have as trade numbers will be minimum doubled. So it means more opportunity for everyone. Mm. So this is like simple connectivity brings everything to you. Also, you know, I mean, layering stuff, you know, it's kind of important, right? I mean, everybody talks about, I mean, Mr. Abdullah just mentioned it. And I did a research in 1990 when I was working in a research organization, 91 actually, at the airport where people said the same thing. They said, we come for the mountains, but we go back with the hearts of the people. Yeah. Of course. And we still don't talk about the people. Okay? And there's one movie that had talked about the people, actually 14 Peaks did. Yeah, that's know, crazy. Did, and it actually created a created a little hype in the world. It became seventh on Netflix, whatever, you know, and it created a hype, That's but it true. won't last. You see, it's great to have it. We should be very proud about it. But in 2050, who's going to remember 14 Peaks? Yeah. 
Nobody. We cannot just sit on it and just say, ah, oh, we have 14 years, fantastic. We have to layer it. You know, we've got uh, Santosha. You know, he's doing great jobs in promoting Nepali cuisine, right? And he's a big name. He's really doing... He's also not going to last. So where is the layering process, you know? Uh, I think two months ago, Netflix was here. The regional director of Netflix from India was here looking for other movies. Did I he think he, came, he was checking. She, he, sorry, she came yeah. uh, checking. In, no, no, she was no? actually having some meetings here with oh, the okay. tourism board and everything. We were there in one yeah. of the meetings. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But what is the ulterior motive? It's very clear. No, I mean, you have to find out that they are actually looking to layer on that success of Nepal. Because the, to go the people are there who are, who are looking at Nepal at this point. They need more stories to come out from Nepal so Netflix can gain. Netflix is not coming here to do Nepal a favor. But we need to take advantage of that, right? Yeah, that, and that, for that, you need that ecosystem that understands that immediately and catches on and says, you know what, you did, just, you did that one, let's do Santosha next. Or let's do Mira Rai next. Let's catch on to that loop of people who are you know, interested in Nepal and push that agenda forward with other stuff, right? Just in your head, you write also. So let's have that guy because he's moving from one mountain to other mountain, yeah. all from west to east. So, yeah, you have to continue on that step. Sam. You have to build up yeah, on if that. If you don't layer it, I mean, just wait for opportunities. Somebody did it and then we just jump on it. That's not good enough. Nick. That's not good enough. It has to be planned, you know. Just yesterday, I advised 14 people to at least four people like, yeah, from our team. Like our crew was staying with us. So I told them, okay, did you watch this? One of them said, I watched it's amazing. Mm. And the other said, yes, we should watch. I said, there will be more coming on. But if more doesn't come... Yeah. Mm -hmm. then yes, that will be washed, that will be nice, and that will be there. I mean, we have to add on that. One step forward, everybody. like It's like carrying the flag in the flag race. So mm -hmm. somebody carried the flag up to some point, and somebody has to take it and continue the race. So we have to understand in that way. And then we create an image. No? And it's a marathon. It's never going to end. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. <laughs> it's, it's a and, and when you marathon. slip up, it actually slides down again. You know, Every time you slip up, it'll slide down again. So... If you make a sort of wrong image that goes out for, for a little moment, it'll slide back. So we need to add on more better images. I mean, every time a disaster happens, for example, right? I mean, this is where the I am in Nepal now started in 2015, for example, when it was very simple. With the earthquake, no, there was not much infrastructure that was down. The prediction was that the airport will be down for two months. It didn't. The next day we had flights. Turkish arrived in the morning, yeah. you know, uh, immediately. And that brought in BBC and CNN, and they destroyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, destroyed the image of the country totally, you know, for the next, you know, few, few months, right? But what was going on was when people were Googling Nepal at that point, because Nepal was top of mind for a lot of people because of the earthquake, mm -hmm. yeah, they got images from the Turkish uh, earthquake yeah. because it was only disaster images that were there. In fact, erroneous images were also there in that whole pile, right? Mm -hmm. So what did we need to do? It was very simple. You cannot go to Google and say, delete all of that. It's not going to happen, right? What you needed to do was to tell positive stories from us and yeah. cover all, it up, all of it up, right? So that is our duty, right? So every time it goes down because of a disaster, because of COVID, because of you know, natural disasters or political upheavals, another civil war, who knows what's going to happen in this country? A lot of curveballs. What we need to do is cover it up with positive stories of people. Of, and this country has tons of it, tons of it, things happening, no? Tons of it, right? And what we need to do is to have that. And when that happens, your image keeps on building up, right? I'll, I'll ask Abdullah a very, uh, a very similar question to what we are talking about. Uh, I know you were not here, but uh, when the Turkish Airlines uh, crash happened, uh, are you okay talking about that, right? Uh, when that happened, how, how, how did you recover from that? 
Honestly, it was not a crash, just to correct. Uh, it was just skidding out of the runway, uh -huh. but it became a big, big issue because of the infrastructure needs what, what, here. What do you call that? When that it's happens, called, what do you call Normally, it's called incident. These okay, kinds incident. of things are okay. called incident okay. because you skid out of the runway, and it happens all around the world every day, maybe five times, but you don't even hear that. Hmm. But since it was blocked here and couldn't take it out, at that time with the infrastructure here, like some from India, some has to came from Turkey, we brought teams that time. Yeah, coming out of that, you know. So, yeah. uh, like, that time, of course, these are not easy times. Like, airlines don't want these kinds of images, of course, they don't like. But main thing is connectivity, and main thing, things may happen. We have to understand one thing. Things may happen, as Raj said. Any day, anything can happen. But main thing is, what is your revival and survival strategy in that? So because you know what you are doing and you should do what you are doing well. You should continue what you are doing well. You should focus on that, I guess. Mm. And of course, it's not like, of course, positive stories and everything should be there. And you should like look from the, if I, I have to look from technical perspective, it may happen. How you manage it is the main thing. And what you are doing for uh, like reducing the amount of the risks is the main thing in these conditions, honestly. And uh, definitely like, you should have a B plan, maybe C plan or D plan. We were mm. calling this game plan before. I'm not just talking about the airline. I'm not just talking about the tourism. It, it should be in your personal life also. Mm. Like you should have A, B, C, D plans. So, uh, and I was a soccer referee. And in, when we were going to the games, we should have that B plan because like you are planning your timing and all of a sudden you can have a tire burst on the way. So what will you do after that? If you don't know that, you can, you should not take the road accordingly. You should go mm -hmm. one day prior. So like you should make your plans accordingly. The main thing is like for every area, as I said, if you have your plans in any condition, you can easily continue. But if you don't have any plans and like you don't know what to do when it happens, then it becomes a big crisis and you cannot manage it. Yeah, so the similar thing that, you, that you're talking about, right? With, even with uh, tourism, uh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Plants, 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 plants. And that's what you've been emphasizing on as well. Since I still have you for a while, uh, every country I go to, every, every single country, you know, I go to, of course, that I've been to, let, let me go ahead and rephrase myself. I see the national flag carrier, you know? Mm. I see the national flag carrier. They have it. You know, they have, even if it's one, even if it's five, even if it's, I believe India is like hundreds, you know. <laughs> any any solid advice you'd like to go ahead and give to our national uh, flag carrier? Because I know personally yeah. from our conversations that we've had over the years, you vouch for our flag carrier, you know, and you've always done that. Anything, any, 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 anything that you'd I like see, to share? More than giving an advice, I know that those guys have big ideas. But like what I, I need to give a target because I'm living in the country now. So when we talk about 5 million tourists, we should understand that Nepal Airlines should not target less than 40 aircrafts at that day. So if you, if you don't have 40 aircrafts at that day, you can never reach to 5 million. It's like kind of, as I said, everything should go up gradually. But we have only four aircrafts at the moment. So like this has to be planned if you want to reach there. As I said, like it's an ecosystem. That has to come. This has to come. New airport has to come. Tour packages has to come. The infra, like hotels has to come. New, uh, let's say maybe tourism routes has to come. Uh, new places more than Pokhara and Chitwan. New places in Nepal has to come into stage. So 
I think that by 2030 or let's say 35, because it depends on also the world conditions, the world now, everything is in shortage. There is a big mess with COVID really yeah, affected. Yeah, like yeah. we were talking about the recovery of the tourism numbers only, but nobody discussed the other part of the story, like uh, skillful manpower kind of things were not discussed too much. Now everyone, every almost every European countries has failed. Their big airports failed because of... Uh, Let's say limited manpower. So they said we cannot operate. You know, they said simply cancel COVID the flights. Time. COVID time. No, 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 no. 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 Was, <laughs> they uh, say they just say cancel the flights. We cannot operate the airport. They why say. not? Yeah, because there's not enough manpower. No, Let no him manpower. Tell that I part. was uh, I was in uh, Munich flying to Norway. Yeah. Norwegian. I really like that airline. It's a really good airline. Um, and uh, there was one person checking in the whole plane. Yeah. They had no manpower. Really. There's no manpower. And Muni, yeah. there is one example. It took hours just yeah. to check in the people. And thank God, because, you know, online checking mechanisms and stuff like that, and they have got, like, you know, really quick baggage checks. It actually worked, but, you know, just one person managing the entire plane, uh, you know, uh, wow. check-in. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, when we reached uh, Oslo, the baggage arrived worse than Kathmandu, actually, because they didn't have manpower. That's the situation. Yeah, no, it's, that's a situation. Situation. it's a serious situation right now. Nothing, only one country, almost all Europe failed with that. I mean, almost all Europe. Like Munich, they canceled the all flights in one day. There's no flight. They said, we cannot operate today. Yeah. Nobody to operate it. So like, uh, Yatviko, uh, sorry, Heathrow also limited the number of flights. They said, you cannot do that. That's why sometimes airlines and also... Why is this happening? Uh, because like during COVID time, there was like movement, like some people, especially in EU countries and other countries, they moved to uh, not only EU also, America also had the same issues. Canada also same, had the well, same people issues. People got laid off? Uh, they, some were laid off. Some were like they didn't want to work in a crowded area maybe because uh, airline operation is not an easy job also. Uh, some went back to their countries. They didn't come back because some of the manpower is coming from other countries, migrant workers and others. So some maybe had some health issues mm -hmm. and they don't want to be more in that. So, but the reality is for three months from now on, the crisis will continue, looks yeah. like. like. Because summer there was a big demand. So as I said, from the tourism perspective, there was a revival. People started traveling and they want to travel more. Mm. But then the capacity was not enough for mm. them. They dropped all the capacities. Like minimum 20, 25% they wanted capacity drop. And some airlines stopped selling tickets because there is no service will be given to them, they said. I mean, in Europe, this is happening at the mm -hmm. moment, honestly. Like, uh, that's why, like, you have to go for, like, if you are going to airport to fly somewhere, mm. you need to go six, seven hours prior to your flight yeah. to catch the flight. To catch the flight, the line is going, like, kilometers out of the airport entrance. So... There like, is another factor that comes in as well, because uh, here in Nepal, uh, you know, our manpower is cheap. Yeah. So uh, as a company, yeah. your highest cost is not your manpower. So you yeah. can retain manpower if you want. Yeah. Right. Whereas in Europe, your highest cost is manpower. Is manpower. Is manpower. So, you know, I mean, that's the first one you want to drop yeah. if you have a problem. You can retain your office. It's not <laughs> an issue. But the manpower you want to drop. Right. And when you do that, that's where the problems start. And then person doesn't want to come back or retraining is costly. Or uh, people, are, like you said, I mean, the crowded area problems, you know, I mean, all of that. So Many, many that, things come together, yeah. All of that has come into a situation where, you know, uh, travel has boomed back. Yeah. But they don't have the capacity to deal with it. Yeah. 
That's the thing. Wow. That's wow. the thing. Like, uh, and nobody was expecting. And compared to that, you know, my baggage arrived really fast. Kathmandu, <laughs> Kathmandu is improved actually. Kathmandu yeah. airport is actually improved. No, no, it has. So when I was no, no. Sometimes, of course, these kinds of crises, different opportunities, different countries or so. Yeah. Like, uh, Kathmandu was like, okay, sometimes it was closed, but at least with uh, with some like PCR tests, this that Kathmandu was open. But uh, we couldn't make it as a big advantage mm. because in this area, Kathmandu was one of the open places. Yeah. So, but definitely, like, as I said, like, when we look at the future projection for Nepal Airlines, for, like, our tourism industry in Nepal also, so they said, Abdullah, we'll miss you. I said, if you miss me, reach to these numbers, I will come more. <laughs> so I'll be one of them. I'll be one of them because, like, uh, you have to achieve things together. Okay, there are new airports now we have to create. I mean, we should have start creating earlier, but let's say now we need to create an ecosystem around that also mm. people we should create some packages for that for the people to go there like pilgrimage tourism like we have to add that also like our high points pilgrimage tourism yoga wellness you know these are the areas we should now start creating more like even yesterday i talked with some friends to create more wellness packages because that's now easy to sell everywhere because people will be <coughs> really delighted to watch a mountain and do their yoga do their like uh, yeah. daily activities in the morning so like even just some meditation mm. so this is the trend now and nepal can catch that trend very easily because you have everything for that mm. and as i said like if you want to reach 5 million we should know that nepal airlines should have minimum 40 aircrafts that day I, that I like that idea. <laughs> I, I really want to go there i definitely want to see I would that say, happen yeah. i would say there's there, there's a few things out there i think uh one, travel is growing, there's no doubt. I mean, we have to keep an eye on world trends as well, what is happening around the world, right? And we were talking about trends as well. And um, yes, Nepal Airlines has to, has to become bigger, there's no doubt about it. Because uh, when Nepal Airlines starts operating, right? I mean, earlier, I've been on a flight to Frankfurt and London with Nepal Airlines, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day. And when you do that, your tourism starts on the moment you get on the plane. It is not yeah. going to happen with Turkish Airlines. Just to be fair, yeah. it's not going to be hap happen with, you know, Air Dubai. It's not going to happen with any of the other airlines. With your airline, you can actually control the environment right from the point when the person gets on your plane. Sure. And that is a major advantage, right? It's a major player, major advantage. I mean, why do people always choose Thai when they go to Thailand? No? And Thai has got that image of being, the you know, Sawadi Kaap comes right when you enter the plane, right? And that's not what, you know, uh, you know you're going to get in other airlines. So Nepali Airlines has to do a better job. I, know, I don't know about numbers because there's also a trend worldwide that um, airline, there's a, there's a thought that airline travel might have reached its peak or is reaching its peak. And from there, it is actually sliding down. And th there is a thought <laughs> from that process. Yeah? So yeah. we have to think about yeah. Yeah. where we are growing. Are we only growing? Because, I mean, that's where the needs got uh, issue comes that's, in. Because that's uh, a big that, issue because airline... Yeah. And that's one of the debates that is very seriously to be in consideration with the new committee that is looking at. The, and that's going to be another rabbit hole that we are going to definitely get into. <laughs> so, uh, didn't want to, but yeah, here we are. No, we will get into that rabbit hole. <laughs> when, no. when I leave, please yeah. go. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured that out. I figured that out. You got to bounce. Uh, no, the thing that I wanted to jump into that, just quickly adding that is, uh, 
in 2020, what I read was there was an article from the Australian some 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 media house which said 2024, 2025 when things are gonna come back mm. to 2020, uh, 2019 standards. Yeah. So we are in 2022 now, and looking at everything, the airlines are gonna bounce back by 2024. No, let me tell you. No, it depends on your policy. So just to like not for the marketing side, but I should tell that Turkish Airlines is the first European airlines who came back. We have more passengers than 2019 at the moment. We have more passengers now. We passed the numbers already. So we increased the number of flights. We increased the number of uh, staff also. But we were, How many countries are you flying to now? How now many countries? One, 129. Okay. 129 and destinations also reached like like 339. So it's going up and down. Out of curiosity, how many planes do you have? Now around 393. And now the target is target is doing having the... No, we have an actual plan now. In 2023, that's the plan. The uh, one billionth passenger will fly with the 400 aircraft. That's a target now, which is put for 2023 from Turkish Airlines side. So it's a good number. It's a good number, but one thing, like again, adding on that, uh, your national career part, yes, I fully agree with that. That's why I try to give that target. If we don't target that, we should not target the numbers of tourists also. Without that, we cannot achieve that. I, I guarantee you, like with even Turkish Airlines, five flights a day, you will not achieve that num numbers unless you don't have your national carriers having this number of flights or aircrafts also. You, that helped. Yeah, that yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have uh, in six, seven years, Mr. Abdullah, we've turned it into... <laughs> no, main thing is like, <laughs> uh, how, what happened in... Turkey also, like when Turkish Airlines grow, the tourism numbers also grow. Yeah. When tourism numbers grow, Turkish Airlines, it's a kind of uh, like, you know, chain effect. When you do this, it comes. When it comes, it supports here also. So now we are number six in the world for tourism. Maybe like Turkey, Turkey now the, with the name, with the name, original name Turkey, people are learning these days more in Nepal, mm. but like we are number six in the world map in tourism and we have 46 million. We had 46 million in 2019. And last year in COVID conditions, we get 22 million tourists still. So means that like how this happened, if we didn't grow with our own national flag carrier airline, this would never happen. Mm. This would never happen. True. And that happened with a mindset change also with the support to aviation, then it supported tourism, then it supported trade. Like when Turkish Airlines grew, let's say flies, as I said, just as an example of Nepal, the trade numbers between two countries increased five, seven times or so. You grow the trade, you grow the tourism, you grow the, you know, infrastructure, everything. Like all the roads are done now in Turkey. There are like more than 50 airports in Turkey. So you can reach to everywhere. Even there is 80 kilometers and 80 kilometers in Turkey is 45 minutes on a sea. 80 kilometers distance between cities, but there mm. are airports there and they are all flying full because... People likes that comfort. So, like, yes, gradually we have to go. How many flights do you need to take to come back again now? <coughs> come back to Nepal now? Nepal, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, as I said, uh, as I said, like, uh, 40 aircraft we need. For no, 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 no. I'm talking, no, for about, you to come back. I'm talking uh, about you to come back. How many flights do you need? Let, let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> uh, X, okay. show everybody where Mr. Abdul, uh, are you okay if we show? And most probably by the sure. time this airs, you're already going to be there and you're going to okay. be sitting in a hotel and you're going to be looking at the deserts and missing the mountains. Yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Like, from the, we are doing an ultimate descent from mountains to the desert. But it will have its own beauty, I'm sure. <laughs> X, go back to maps and uh, tell everybody the country which I cannot even uh, pronounce. Uh, Mauritania. <laughs> Mauritania. It's easy. 
What happened? You alright? Are you falling down now? <laughs> Interesting, Mr. Abdullah. Uh, it's been a pleasure knowing you, and uh, again, this Thank is just the this is just the beginning. There's so many times, so many things that you're still gonna do for Nepal that we sure, 100% sure. Uh, know. And I have to add that, of course, our heart, mind will always continue supporting Nepal. It's a nice place, huh? Seaside, ocean side. <laughs> that's that's Atlantic Ocean. That's Atlantic Ocean. I have to say that. Uh, that's the country, Mauritania. Zoo, that's ha, the, okay, wait, wait. This is the critical picture I want to show, if it is visible. This is Eye of the Sahara. What? Ah, this is this is Eye of the Sahara. And that's what I was saying. I'll plan skydiving to here. Uh, this, this is, is, this is visible. This is visible from space. And just for info, two things that start marketing uh, tourism of, of Mauritania at the moment. The oldest piece out of the world is found in Mauritania, oldest piece, dating the meteor drop there. And this shape is exactly the similar shape of lost city Atlantis. So now there are many research going on for that. Like Eye of the Sahara, are that is that the same place that lost Atlantis city was there? Because shape is very similar. So You should be in branding and marketing, Mr. Abdullah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the shape, isn't it? Interesting. Nice? It's amazing, honestly. It's nice for skydiving. Uh, this uh, is NASA picture, and they see that from space, huh? Oh, no, Jan, explore him. I can make that happen. Let them come. We'll be welcome. Yeah, that was good. We'll be welcome. Mr. Abdullah, thank you very much for everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, a long, uh, we will call it long six, seven years, but I'll call it thank very short much. six, seven years. And uh, again, to, again, this is your home. Yeah, thank you. Main thing, like like, like last words in Nepal, maybe <laughs> one of the last words. Thanks for everything to all friends, uh, like uh, tourism industry, especially because we work very close with them. To friends like you also, like our media friends, our let's say all friends in Nepal. Uh, so it was really fruitful six and a half years, I can say. We never wanted it to end, but it has an end. And the good one of the good things I heard from friends, I should highlight that because that really made me happy. They said that, like, Abdullah, we feel like you are from our own school, like we grown up together, and you not go, you are not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So it was a surprise for me, they said, but every good story has an end, but this is not an end. We'll keep in contact. So whenever anybody wants to come to Turkey, more than welcome. Mauritania, of course, you are more than welcome. <laughs> so, but the uh, main thing is, like, you have all of you have a house in Turkey, know that have a friend in Turkey. So let's keep in contact. 100%. Thank 100%. You. Thank you very much, Mr. And Abdullah. also, I have to pass yeah. greetings of my family to all of you also. My wife, Phyllis, and all my children also sending Definitely. their regards. Definitely. Thank you very much, Mr. Thank Abdullah. You. And uh, we'll carry on. Let's take a quick uh, two minutes break. When did you decide? You know, I know the date, but I'm just going to confirm with you. In her hand, of course, I want to hear it from your own mouth. Azuli, Koili decide you're going to get into tourism? I think it was probably. 2001 or something like that. I got fascinated with tourism, I think, 96 or something. When you were trekking? When, you were, when I was trekking. Yeah. Uh, when I was trekking. And I first trekked down the Kherizin, I got a little fascinated with it. And then uh, I saw the opportunity in about 98. I know when I actually took out, uh, I mean, with my partners, we had taken out this group that had done uh, tourism and uh, also uh, the I camp. I camp. Uh, then the bottom fell out of the industry where I was, you know, working with H&M and 
garment industry And the other side was uh, Nepali political awareness uh, and rights awareness was moving in a direction where it was labor union side. Ne? I know it was not uh, the entrepreneur side, not the investment side, but it was more on the labor union side because that was where the vote banks were. On the movement, let's say, it created this tension that was uh, a little uncontrollable. I mean, uh-huh. Nepal was not in the environment where, uh, like now, it's much better. Labor union goes, I mean, the laws are much more clearer. You know, this is what you need to do. But there was clarity. There was clarity. And all the companies were moving into another direction. And suddenly it all came in. And that tension plus uh, the whole extortion plus the uncertainty, hmm. uh, especially export. You cannot take out an LC for a million dollars and sit on it. Ne? Uh-huh. You see what I mean? And then it's uh-huh. like you don't know what's going to happen. And man said, you have to put your lap and put your LC in your house. That was the issue. I mean, our business was running at close to a million, over a million dollars. I know, and raw material, raw material, not only raw material, but New Zealand, India, that raw material was probably about 60, 70% of it. 60, 70% of raw material, and 30%, which is, you know, with salaries and everything, last month 10%, and then, रिस्क लिएर अब शिपमेन्ट जान्छै जान्न थाछैन म बस्नु चाहिँ द इन्भेस्टर्स वर नट रेडी हैन सो द गाइस वर कम्प्लिट कम्प्लिट कोलैप्स भयो अनि उनीहरुले हैन कोलैप्स भएको छ हैन द अर्डर्स वुड हैव कम इन हैन एचएनएम वाज विलिंग बट आई थिंक द कन्फिडेंस वाज नॉट देयर हियर हाउ डू बांग्लादेश डू इट हैज अ गवर्नमेंट इंडस्ट्रीमा द एनवायरमेंट इज बेटर आउट देयर गेन अगेन इट्स द इज द गवर्नमेंट्स फोकस ऑन इट नि They focus on trying to take it up and they are taking subsidies, they can take a loan for everything. I mean, we have to agree that there is more technical capacity uh, at the environment creation level, being diplomatic. Yeah. Diplomatic words, right? So, sure. you know, the capacity is not in the way. There is no understanding of it. Ne? I'm blunt, Nita, you know, uh, with my dumb mind, you know. What do you think about it? What do you think about it? Bangladesh built this fantastic bridge. Mm. Uh, this fantastic bridge road, I don't know what you call it. You know, it's such a fantastic... Mm-hmm. Pull it up, uh, X. And I looked at it and I was like, wow. With the abundant amount of people that you have, you're mm. not just exporting people, but you're also exporting all the clothes that I yeah. most probably wear, the T-shirt that I'm exactly, wearing. Exactly, yeah. This is H&M, and uh, most probably it's made in Bangladesh. Bangladesh, yeah. We could definitely go ahead and revive our garment industry back then. Uh, your latest one? Uh, yeah, there you go. It's making waves, right? Of course, China is very much different. I was like, wow, man, these guys have really... F- uh, well, they're still figuring it out, but mm. they're expanding in a massive scale. Just like it, I think it's like, so far apart. It's not. Actually, I'm a bit anti this sort of development at, at this point because I'm thinking... Yeah, yeah, sustainable yeah, sustainable tera, tera, on the other side, I know, on the flip side, if you look at... I mean, you can have a sustainable road. You know, So I'm not against roads. Don't get me wrong. You, know, you can have sustainable sure. roads. So... I mean, if you look at Nepal, you know, you've got it behind you, sorry. You've got it behind you. It's only a thousand kilometers long. Give or take. Oh. I know, a thousand six kilometers long highway. I know, a thousand eight kilometers long highway. I know, if that would be a six-lane highway, uh, done really well, 
Oh, told. I don't really care. Everything is told in Nepal anyways. Ani, <laughs> if it was told, um, it would be actually the best connector between um, northern India and eastern India, which they don't have at this point. The Grand Trunk Road is too old. They don't have a real highway that really goes through. Everybody would use it. Indians are allowed to come in here. Right? So we'd actually pay for it by itself. The other thing that would happen is, this is you know, way back when I was working in industries, and I don't think about it so much in tourism at this point, but you know, in industries, every industry would have to move across, down, into the, near the road. You know? So it would actually develop that site completely, where actually we have our biggest manpower. Our manpower is not in the mountains. The manpower is down in the south. Huh? So if you look at it, a thousand kilometer road could transform Nepal. And it's not rocket science. It's yeah. not rocket it's science. It's not rocket science. I'll tell you, I'll and, tell you. And, yeah, and here's, yeah. a, here's another thing, yeah, yeah. which is really easy. That road was built to us for free, the one that we have right now. It actually happened that, uh, you know, I think Nepal had a tender out and China won the tender. They put in the deposit money. And then India objected because they didn't want Chinese laborers to come that close to India. And then China said, we'll build it up for free. And then Nepal said, but those guys have a deposit. So India paid China the deposit back to cancel the contract to make it for free. What so, are you talking about? Call you God knows when it does. But okay. you know, I mean, this is the story. You know? So if you look at that. The, our East-West Highway. Yeah, the East-West Highway. We could literally, we could literally get this thing done. I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you. So from uh, the center point is where the studio is, you know, if you can see that map. You know? Is it uh, geopolitically? Uh, geopolitically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, of course, Bhaktapur ko baato hunde. I mean, Sindhuli hunde. Pugi ko thiyo Janakpur, right? So we went all the way down, uh, in a down south, and then of course we went towards Italy. Thiyo baato ko iti chito drastically change runs. Okay, na ani mali sochi ki amro matra thiyo ki asto pani mala lagya thiyo ki na taro thiyo amro matra ahi na rahi. Okay, jab ma border pari goi, I'll give you a solid example. In Janakpur, it's amazing. Mm. Out of this world, sir. You know, of course, certain pockets to Tanda, they're out of this world later. You know? When you cross over and head towards the other way, you know, it's a bit of a parallel, speed breaker, speed kegore, you know, it's rough. I'm not trying to say that it's bad, but it's pretty rough. Koshi Pugno Samazan, I get the problematic. I get problematic. I get Cement factory, so many things. The cement factory, the direction the Malay Morgan Sansar Pugig is to me like it. When you look at the uh, uh, the structure, so Bonetta, of course, I'm like crossover got him as soon as you get to Kagarbita. You know, you I we parked our motorcycles, packs are got us away to got as soon as you cross over to cross over when you go on a board, then I know, chill laser, chill, chill, no nice hockey, you know. Of course, I mean, Kiri, I mean, by, let's say, another 30 years, 
Then exactly what you're saying. We could connect that. And I'd like to add to what you're saying. East-to-West. Can't we connect to different giants like China and India? Actually, Nepal is a signatory, I believe, of the Asian's highways network. Beijing to Delhi, Delhi to Bangkok, Kabul to Bangkok, whatever it is. All these things, big cities are supposed to be connected. So the way I understand it, what China has done through Tibet to bring it up to Kerong, the highway, is part of that plan. Are you talking about the BRA? BRA is a good thing. In the 70s, we agree on the Asian highways network. India also has got its own way of family. It's not a mix mask. Who knows? But you're right. So if you look at it, if Kerong can be joined down to India, Sunauli or whatever, whatever the borders are, or down to this big highway, so then we connect it down, then we have actually done our part in the whole Asian network, uh, highways network. Okay? So uh, road construction, major roads connectors, the connector is kind of important, I think. main connectivity is important. This is I mean, just going back, uh, one of the first sustainable roads that was constructed in Nepal was between uh, Khaditsaur and Jiri. That was done by the Swiss. It is the only road where they didn't dump the digging down. So it didn't cause landslides. Okay? Oh, so it was actually cut and put right there. You got the heads of landslides. Uh, you destroy all the vegetation. It's very simple. So, way back in the 70s or whenever that was built, the Swiss had actually done a good job already. So, we had an example to take from. Because they had expertise. They had the expertise. And, and you know, I mean, and they left it. Those guys didn't leave. They're still here. The Swiss is still here. So, the expertise is expertise So, we never used it anywhere. So, we just said, any road that we build, just take a dozer, dump everything and do it. Landslides, huge problems. Sustainable roads can be done. sustainable roads around the world. So, we could have actually learned from that and we can do it. There's nothing that needs to be started from zero in Nepal. Everything can be learned from somewhere else and we can improve on it and make it better. Right? A classic example is uh, in the world that of that happening is actually the metro systems. And a New York metro system on the Delhi Karamras. Why? Because it's a newer one. Ne? That that's the only uh, that's the only reason why. Uh, 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 it's so simple, you know. So and you know, or uh, Bangkok is you know, Bangkok actually, because Bangkok is Puranava. So we can take from somebody else, learn it, make it better. You know, that is what we can do. Why make it worse? You see what I mean? <laughs> I, it's, it's, so, it's so fascinating. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say the uh, say which uh, brand I was working for a couple of uh, weeks back. You know, but well, it's so weird. I think you know, technology one. Because the bunny sake on that. You know, you're a fridge. The bunny sake is on that. Zamanama banana. Because I'm going to say, fridge. Because I'm going to say, invent. Got you. You know, fridge bunny on that. You know, 
oily air, of course, uh, let's say China is making a fridge, you know, or let's say Israel's making a fridge, or somebody else is making a fridge, right? That fridge is definitely going to be better than this, oh, uh, than exactly. the fridge that was created back in the day. So exactly what you're trying to go ahead and say is the same thing. And I was working with this brand and I was, I was looking at the new technology that they're bringing out, and I was like, so here they mean, what a buffering. संसार I know I'm a winter map and beast degree could call a change out again. To the buyer on the other day, about you, two, two, this light and just the gorney person. You have to localize everything, every technology has to be localized. And this colloid gorn like the Amila RD, the Amita RD Matha Sunaza, Sunna. I mean, below zero, no socks of any, there is something that we do. That is where we are on RD. This is how bad we are. <laughs> we cannot just copy, we cannot just pull it from somewhere and then just put it there. Uh, in fact, what we do, unfortunately, what we do is we pull it from somewhere and make it worse. Because we just do a sloppy job out of it because we don't put enough money in it, we don't put enough thought in it. So, in fact, uh, you know, we're going backwards. And that is, that's where I think we fail, really. And uh, I mean, even if, if you're making things like amusement parks, for example, you know, I mean, why can't we make it better? Uh, why do we just compromise on the water quality or just make it work? You see what I mean? When we should be doing better, you know? when we are learning from somebody, why not make it better? I think this is a mentality change that we really need. No, that, over, over, overall. <laughs> that, that goes too deep. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, let's get into the rabbit hole that we didn't get into. You're right, earlier, sure. You know? uh, latest What's your take on Um I don't know what the latest is because, you know, it keeps on revolving around. Uh, I believe it's uh, the stay order as now. And I think the government, from what I last heard, the government has actually put up a new committee that is actually researching it. Which is not a bad idea. Yeah. I know, because uh, the last one did do, did do a sloppy job that everybody knows. I know, that everybody knows. I mean, many points have already come out in, in, in the media. I mean, there was a sloppy job done. Parts of it must be perfect. I mean, uh, some guys will take offense to it because they probably did a good job. But overall, it was a sloppy job. So a new committee coming out to do uh, proper research on it is not a bad idea. Nepal is a country of vested interests. No, of course. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, every country probably has it. I mean, we have it a little bit more. It's much more visible, whatever it is. You know? uh, there'll be people who'll you know, sit on the street and ask for Nijgar Airport because they want property prices to go up. There might be people who have bought land. Of course, if I had bought land there, I'd probably object to it and say, you know, if you look at the broader perspective of why Nijgar Airport was designed, you know, way back, I think it was in the 70s, I think the plan, you know. That was because that was the time when hub airports were were important in the world. Oh, hubs like uh, today, Singapore, Thailand, uh, Singapore, you know, Thailand, Bangkok Airport, uh, you know, all these were hub, Istanbul hub airports. Hub airports are slowly vanishing now. Hmm. Oh, the concept of hub airports being big airports is 
reducing. There'll only be a few left in the world. And those will be still important because they're connectors, but the rest of it will not be there. The main design for it was coming because travel from London to Australia needed something in between. Mm. And Nepal was considered one of the best places for that to happen by some... Order. By some... Uh, in terms of uh, timings, slightly middle... Uh, distances, middle. Regardless of our Himalayas. Regardless know. of the Himalayas. I mean, you know, they're not looking at that. Just looking at the destination as being somewhat central. Timelines, London, Australia, distance, almost similar. And Telaise, Hobbon, sort of important because they didn't have these flights. Now they have the flights. You got a 21 hour flight. Quantum hour flight. bloody all over the place. 81, um, 18 hours, uh, 21 hours of flight. Mm, mm. So, the point is we don't need that big. This is designed to be the fourth largest airport in the world. So it's really huge. Yes, we can reduce it. Number of runways, reduce all of those things are there. And then of course comes the whole environment side of it. I mean the the huge you know corridor like khatam garne eta garne uta garne rook katne eta uti. I mean these are all issues that are really really serious. There's no doubt about it. So the question first is, do we need it? Do we need another airport? Yes, we do. No doubts. In a Kathmandu le the pude pude na. There's no doubt about it. Has it to be in the Tarai? Yes. Ina landing safety sabey kura Tarai ma ramro. So there's no doubt about it. Tarai the connectivity board the pinsa. So Tarai ma unu parsa. I agree with that. Ina do we need such a large airport? No. Mere bade se ina. So we don't need that that sort of large airport because it doesn't make any sense for us. Anymore. Anymore. Ina. Ani what we probably need is more more airports. So taking Dhangari up into regional airport. Ina Lumini is already there. Biratnagar into regional airport. That is probably what we need. Connecting up to places like Delhi, Bangkok, whatever, which are already set up. Hubs, so we don't need that. I don't agree with that concept. So we don't need a large airport. I agreed. So like, can we compress it down? That's also one option. Will the new committee come up with that? Who knows? So all of these things actually lead me to think that, and environment damage aside, environment damage Hopefully, we'll not do it where there's a biodiversity preservation thing. So, Nijgarh is probably not required. And if the technical guys say not required, I'll be very happy about it. Because, you know, I believe in that as mm-hmm. well, you know, on, on that side. How, do, how will it play out? Who knows? In the Nepal situation, I don't think it plays out by, by design. Nothing plays out by design. It yeah, plays out by chance in Nepal, right? And chance <laughs> and, every chance. Um, everything uh, is chance. Uh, opportunity. <laughs> uh, opportunity, chance. Who's the vested interest? Who put more money? It's not moving by design. I'm very happy to open the airport. I'm very happy to open it. At least it happened. It's done. It's, it's built. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. I like it that you're pro on uh, building more airports. It's 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 if I have a Sansar go Savi till Savi took Savi natural resource cars, I have no say Bononi Savi took. And this is over the Amrupalo, also Bononago, like Amrupalo, as I am, so put to Milano Burney. Or Rick aspect my goer is a Milano de Zanu Burneta. I know to support it is scrutiny taking other one, Nipanit's hoggy or other. When 
that's again my opinion on this. You know, you've built everything that you needed to build. You've created all the riches for yourself, and now when it's time for us to go ahead and create something in a developing nation, uh, on a developed developing nation now, you know, then quite that. But like, you're not blindly going over there. This is where exactly. I, this I go boil down to the whole thing about we can do better. Exactly. This is the important part. Okay. And I think if we forget that, then we are just blindly developing, you know? and blindly developing is what is happening right now. And so you feel so? I really feel so, and I, I really feel like we are not going anywhere by design. I think it needs to come by design. You know? So even if we are talking about tourism and air connectivity, if you relate that with only tourism, let's forget the people just traveling around as well. You know, you know, air connectivity is not only tourism. Mm. Mm. You know, so Costa uh, Savanare. Uh, you know, we'll have to look at movement. We'll have to look at world trends. We'll have to look at the environment. We'll have to look at where do we want to be. Do we really want five million, or you know, where do we want to be in image? You know, where do we want to be as a as a destination, or just are we just <coughs> opening it up, you know, and just going one direction? So, so creating a design behind. So, if somebody argues with me and and says. Uh, why do we need an airport? They should have actually have a, a big, nice story to come behind it. Not the argument that others did it. Why shouldn't I do it? Mm. That's not good enough argument. Mm. <coughs> it should be like you know, this is the design. This is what we plan, and when we do this, this is what's going to happen, and this is how we're moving forward. Then there's solid reasoning for it. What I was explaining, what I, what I said right in the beginning, right? You we need a notebook, a never-ending notebook mm. and a never-ending pen. Zain ko ayres nai the pros lehi rani. I keep saying even before you do anything, you write down all the pros because I do that. Oh. I write all the pros and all the cons of whatever I do. Pala pros ayresu and especially cons pani ayresu. Ina tiu na erigan tiu mudai mudai na raisa. Ina ani. Even when you're building something, let's say you're building an airport or you're building a road or you're building something, just the pros and cons. Oh. You, you've extensively traveled. I don't know how many countries are actually. Do you know how many countries are actually? Do you know how many countries are actually? When you go to one corner, Bonum, no? If you know this or not, Gumante, Good. I'm sure you've been to that corner as well. Mati go big ma banda kiri hai na. Baatay pura unubarne sabse zoruri chhoto thay. So, I mean, at the end of the day, for the people, we do need roads. To, uh, we cannot con- control that, hai na. Kina wane they have the right to to get that ni. Hai na. Ani they have the right to have that road. It should be a beautiful road. Done really well. Um, classic example, Norway. I've got a company in Norway, so I've been traveling there, developing trips. And you go to the remotest corner of Norway, and they have a beautifully built road out there. It's just for their size. It's not done overdone. It is built for that. It's beautifully done. 
त्यति मात्र होइन त्यहाँ के अरे क्रेडिट कार्ड मेसिन पनि आउँछ त्यो अर्कै कुरा हो होइन सो एभ्रीथिङ वर्क्स एभ्रीथिङ वर्क्स इन नर वे होइन त्यो अर्कै कुरा हो होइन बट सो द्याट इज इम्पोर्टेन्ट बट क्यान वी डेस्ट्राई अ कम्प्लिट ल्यान्डस्केप बिकज वी निड रोड्स द्याट्स नट राइट सो त्यहाँ चाहिँ द्याट्स वेर द अब्जेक्सन कम्स सो हाउ आर वी प्लानिङ आर रोड्स एन्ड यू नो हाउ आर वी डिजाइनिङ इट इज काइन्ड अफ इम्पोर्टेन्ट बाटो पुग्नु पर्छ नो डाउट बिकज एट द एन्ड अफ द डे द रोड इज अ प्रब्लम मोर सस्टेनेबल लङ टर्म सोल्युसन then just putting flights in right in a country like ours oh so you know and that will not be sustainable and kere hamro global warming dekhin herum extreme climates dekhin herum air accident rate dekhin herum sabai kura heru roads will be more sustainable there is no doubt about it it's safe it is a much more sustainable option hai na ra ekke thama concentrate huncha tela jati choti asphalt hale pani tei thama halne ho to 10 thama halnu pardaina hai na so that is a really sustainable choice so yes we need roads there is no doubt about it but can we destroy the entire landscape because we want roads and just blindly this i object to any kasto huncha bhandari for example simi kot bada hilsa ko bata cha haina hilsa ko bata cha is it important yes trade lai important cha manche lai important cha kinabhane that's their main thing nepal banda connectivity unala china ma cha haina tibet ma cha bhane bichi tyo ekdam important cha tara that road is actually destroying the ancient trails that i object to so it is not thought about bhanne kura ni कहाँ भन्दैछ भन्ने कुरा चाहिँ इट्स भेरी इम्पोर्टेन्ट क्या जस्तो मुस्ताङको बाटोले अहिले होइन इट्स इट्स बिकम भेरी गुड फर फर मुस्ताङ नि होइन फर मनाङ इट्स बिन रियली गुड इट्स नो डाउट अबाउट अब वी क्यान डिबेट वेदर इट सुड हेभ बिन अन द एन्सियन ट्रेल अर नट आई अब्जेक्ट टू इट बिइंग अन द एन्सियन ट्रेल बिकज आई रियली बिलिभ द्याट वी सुड इनफ्याक्ट नट ओन्ली रिटेन इट वी सुड रिजेनरेट द्याट भन्छ होइन तर त्यो त गयो नि त फर एभर फोगेट द होइन लाइभलिहुड्स लस यताउति अलिअलि होइन द्याट दोज थिङ्स ब्यालेन्स आउट इभेन्चुअली क्या होइन त्यो त मोमेन्ट्री कुराहरू होइन त्यो मोमेन्ट्री कुराहरू हामीले कुरा नगरौँ न होइन इन लङ टर्म थिङ्क पिपल कान थिङ्क आज मेरो लाइभलिहुड गयो भन्ने कुरा त मान्छेले भनेर होइन ओभरअल कुरा त आउँदैन नि होइन तर कस्तो हुन्छ भने क्यान वी डिस्ट्रोइड फर फ्युचर जेनेरेसन्स भन्ने कुरा त हामी सोच्नुपर्यो नि द्याट्स वेर आई सी दिस नो प्लानिङ इन दिस कन्ट्री भनेको त्यो हो क्या प्रब्लम होइन भविष्यको बारेमा किन सोच्दैन जस्तो लाग्छ कि मलाई त्यही त इन्डिभिजुअली सबैले सोच्छ क्या भविष्यको बारेमा अफ द रेकर्ड कुरा गर्छ होइन इन्डिभिजुअली सबैले सोध्छ एभ्रिबडी इज थिङ्किङ अफ द फ्युचर इन्डिभिजुअली होइन तर आई थिङ्क द अदर पार्ट अफ इट इज यू नो इज अ क्लासिक थिङ इन अ कन्ट्री लाइक आज मार्सलस हायर आर्की अफ निड्स भनौँ न होइन आई मिन वेन यू ओन्ली थिङ्किङ अबाउट टुडे एन्ड टुमरो एन्ड ट्राइन टू गेट इन अ समबडी थ्रू स्कुल अर यू नो यू नो गेटिङ अ फ्यामिली थ्रू स्कुल अर यू नो ट्राइन टू गेट अ हलिडे फर इक्जाम्पल you're not going to think about philosophical stuff ne mm. except just do your duty of going to the temple and doing your stuff and coming back you know that's your philosophy alikati gore siddhya mera kama you've got bigger problems that you're trying to sort out you know i mean if you start comparing this with you know somewhere in norway or in finland where you know a mass part of the population is already settled in you know they've got you know now they can start thinking of holidays they can start thinking of philosophy they can start thinking you know so But how do you balance that is the kind of the issue. Okay? Gas pass, kapas, etc. But for example, the gas pass, kapas, border, can we install all these and keep moving forward? It's kind of important. Okay? And this is where we need to really balance how we develop this country. Before, yeah. before jumping into 1996, Kingdom uh, Era, uh, when you started a company, uh, well, you started slightly uh, along uh, that. All of bits and bits. Kingdom Era. Kingdom Era. त्यता जानु अगाडि होइन आई क्विकली वान्ट जम्प इन एन्ड एस्क यू अबाउट हाम्रो छिमेकीहरू कि 
Bhutan. Uh, You've been to Bhutan. What did Bhutan do right? Um, <laughs> or what is Bhutan doing right? I know. Bhutan is uh, what Bhutan did right. Uh, that's I. I really believe this. I you know again can't quantify. It's just my knowledge. I know. Your personal opinion. Um, personal opinion. No. Only cost of lives of any Malay. Bhutan was a country where the king could not pay his own people. I know. Afne court ko manse tirna sakte. First thing they did right was they aligned with India very clearly. They went into that whole hydropower game and then you know got enough money. Or I mean, I'm sure they got shortchanged. And knowing our neighbors, I'm sure they got shortchanged at some point. Aligati. Tara, what they did right apart from that was immediately Bhutan came into a little forefront. Ani, they started getting money for education, <clears throat> and they had one focus: education. Right. अनि त्यो यूएसआईडी को पैसा आउने उनको के के प्लान हो कोलम्बो प्लान भाई पैसा आने तो सब प्लान को पैसा आने दे इन्वेस्टेड इन एजुकेशन तो एजुकेशन से गए भादा जो भूटान में थो ते एनहांस करने भूटान में छेन मैं बाहर पठा एंड इट केम विथ अ बॉन्ड आई डोट थिंक इट कम्स विथ अ बॉन्ड एनी मोर बट इन आई एम नट श्योर बट इट केम विथ अ बॉन्ड दैट पीपल हेव टू कम बैक सो पढ़ना पठाने अल टेक्निकल नलेज है Including, I think, to the point they had even had monks going out yeah, and learning. You know, any, any, you know, I, I actually met in Kerala where I was studying. There was a monk in a veterinary school. Interesting. Hey, right? from Bhutan. You know, he was actually getting his degree. And then, four years paid. You know, through a Colombo. By plans, the government. You know, by no, by some external donor that no, was attached no, no. to the government, and it, you know, bonded to come back to Bhutan. You know, so. At end effect, what happened was these were bonded to come back and work for the government, or within usually for the government. You know, so two guys which came up and they government man, some learned man says like that. People who have seen the world, they're very learned, and Jun Mali Ogi ne bana. Then singularity of purpose, Bhutan man says they can say. There is uh, also the advantage that Bhutan had that they had a benevolent, uh, forward-thinking king. Benevolent dictatorship is good in a way because. Executive decisions are made in the right direction, Maruna, and executive directions can executive decisions can also be made in the wrong direction. Classic example, Nepal too. I know. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I won't mind getting into this rabbit hole, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean, I know. So, two more things. Kya ho? Nari, what happened was so Bhutan had that singularity of purpose. I know. Thirty more things. Or ko kora jee kya hai? Bani, two technical manpower ko jee image building pani solid kora. The whole, you know, happiness index, etta uti, is all fantastic image building. Ni at the end of the day, sustainability. I know it's the, become like the, you know they've really taken on what is what is trending worldwide and implemented it in the country. Kati ko hunsa hunos. Spearade gorai oni sustainability. So once they've done it, you know, negative carbon parne dekhi liye ra horik kura gorai bichi. They've actually taken advantage of where they are, and this is singularity. Yeah? You're just focused on what you're trying to do and get it out. You know, over time, you know, when business man, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. Who are you? This one or can log in. This too, how can say? There's like oh, two Kuralese, Bhutanese too. No doubts. You know, India is doing half as hard. What is going forward? Right? When you meet the people of Bhutan, when you meet the people of Bhutan, uh, what do they share? Um, We haven't really gone deeper into thinking about you know where Bhutan did right and what they did wrong and mm. stuff like that. But I think they are very proud of their country. You mm. know, I, I like that. I like to see that pride is there in everybody. I mean, Nepalese are of really course. proud people. You know, we, this is a big advantage we should take forward. Actually, it's one of the things that in tourism we should really take forward. But Unzani, our pride is a very big asset. Atyuk assets in Bhutan, my, I think, mazale sir. There's no doubt about it. 
More gas in it, that's why I'm asking you. And yeah, and and Bhutan has also got very uh, big respect for uh, the government, I feel, you know, Bhutanese, and for the the king for making the right decisions uh, in favor for Onzani, the the country. Uh, But now you compare a country like that with a country like Norway, for example, eh? where they've gone down the democratic angle. The king has been, I mean, there's a king, but nobody cares about the king, you know. The singularity of purpose, it's hog. So it doesn't mean that only this formula works. Exactly. There are other formulas that work too, but the purpose is very clear. That the purpose in Norway is that every citizen is equal. We have to give everybody the same quality. The quality focus on the Viking days, but a lad has a good thing. The Viking days, but over your Raza on his Kotamo, John Takalai Gornio, John Talaci, perfect partner for someone negative. You see, it moves ahead. Or the other side is Singapore, Matthew, rule of law. Don't just those rule of law, limitic part. Golf is the same rule of law, you Matthew, what a Gorevisi, Gore Gore. Again, what it all gives at the end of the day is the singularity of purpose. What works? Every nation is different. I know. Again, I'm like Africa. Okura got it. You know, when you when you look at Kenya, when you look at uh, growing, super growing oh. nations, I know, and then you go a little bit further. I'll get, I'll get. I don't know how many thousand miles. Or I'll get to Tanzania. When you go to Sudan or when you go to Somalia, then things are completely different. Mm. I know. It totally depends upon mm. uh, country to country, nation to nation. How was it back in the day, right? When you decided back in the 90s and said you're going to start off uh, with uh, with tourism, how was it back in the day? Uh, to specific, first year, first uh, decade is like when you make it, when you break it. How was it? You were in very troubling times, needed. Yeah, um, which was an advantage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because everything could only go up. <laughs> There's nothing to go down anymore. There's nothing to go down anymore, right? So, Tala Dhani Kevin Thena. Malaysia coastal accident tourism start got that you know I I like challenges you know I always like challenges and I like to learn a lot so Malaysia coastal everything was a learning game you know everything was moving ahead in a direction where I was not sure where where it's going any you know where it's moving ahead and I, for me that is a really nice zone to be in because you constantly focus on the challenge at hand and you try to navigate yeah, it right. and the navigation government I think that is where I find the biggest joy, actually. You know? So in a way, I feel like I'm a typical Nepali who likes crisis. Okay? And crisis navigation is our biggest asset. Asset. I say crisis navigate. Crisis is crisis. So crisis after crisis comes in tourism. And so tourism has been a really good tool for me to actually feel my comfort zone. You know, you would travel around the Caribbean crisis start on driver I so there's always mini crises happening within tourism it's constant uh, crisis management and mm. that is an area that I feel like I really enjoy I'm not sure I excel at it but mm. I feel like I really enjoy so tourism I really felt that that was one good thing the other thing was the satisfaction that tourism like Mr. Abdullah also put it touches everything yeah I know from health to education to, you know, I've done eye camps with, you know, tourism. I've done, you know, I mean, this, you can touch everything. Yeah? You can touch the coffee growers by taking them into a coffee plantation. And then suddenly, you know, your connection with, you know, coffee has come in and everybody drinks coffee. So, you know, tourism touches everything. And I think that is something that I somehow really enjoyed because I studied business. 
and uh, you know my business degree was with a rural bent agriculture too uh, mm-hmm. and agriculture too so somehow i had that connection that i really wanted to you know get into and manufacturing sweaters was not giving it for me in mm-hmm. a way anzani I'm sort of glad the bottom fell out of that, you know, of that industry. And then, in a way, no, I'm my not, father won't agree. I <laughs> know, <laughs> for me, no, for, for my sake, I know, and it moved me in a direction where I already knew to sell abroad. I know because I was doing that same thing in there. But now the product was not moving out from my space. I know I was having the product with me. I could improve on it yeah. and start working in a space where I was really interested in sustainability and responsibility and transformation and you know that sort of stuff. And and I really felt that. everything so when you ask that question how was it back then i'm saying is the same today it's no big deal no, no big difference it's all constant learning mm. i've got more knowledge more skills there's no doubt about it more confidence in you know, it to take in mm. uh, certain challenges but uh, the movement is the same i mean every crisis that hit i mean the day when i actually got arrested for one night during 2006 i know uh, for one night on a, on that day i had a departure <laughs> <laughs> a client just departed <laughs> and then i went to join the protest and i got arrested unzani <laughs> i know so before that i didn't join because i had a client in town unzani hmm. so every day has been like that donda kalmani manche airathe airathe tyo koile rokena hai nepal ma koile koile ban rokena hai and there's a insurgency ma pani aaye you know sabai time ma manche airahe that is the reason is uh, twofold this goes eora chai we are uh, understood as an adventure destination hmm. adventures don't care pehla dekhi nahi oh, adventures never care you know nepal started with adventure yeah, bullets was, flying you okay uh, bullets fly so that khase hai na tara adventure bhavishi the earthquake was wo was covid was manche aunu ready cha you know this this is not an issue or a small segment sir it's not a big segment by the way hami 1.2 million garda kheri trekking garne ta 2 lakh jati matra ho 2.5 lakh 3 lakh matra ho bhagi ta general tourist ho hai na so tyo 2 lakh ma pani Certain sections, eh? They're ready to come any time. They don't care because they're adventurers. Adventure tourism, Bhagwat destination, has a huge advantage. This one, this one. Or what could I say? Because Mahabadi was also in favor of tourism. Government was also in favor of tourism. So it was never an issue. Eh? Mahabadi let us say this is an interesting story. The Mahabadi got just Rashid Pound here. So it's a bit tiregu. On a point, I'm going to say Lantang, I'm going to say Everest, I'm going to say. Actually, before you jump into this. अज डिटेल में भन्न यू टाइमलाइन एटा बेसिक एटा टाइमलाइन वी टकिंग अबाउट नाइन्टीज टू थाउजेंड फर माई एक्सपीरियंस इज फ्रम टू थाउजेंड टू टेल टू थाउज सिक्स रसो माओवादी आई थिंक दे गट डिक्लेयर्ड एज अ टेरिस्ट अर्गनाइजेशन इन प्रब्ली टू थाउजेंड थ्री और फोर हाई बाई द यूएस है तर कस्तो भादा तो भाग पैला ट्रावलर एट रसिद दिखे क्या है तो रसिद में लेनिन स्टालिन सब रसिद है रातों में प्रिंट भक्त रसिद क्या दे डिन्ट वॉन्ट दैम टू बी डबल चार्ज क्या डबल एक्सटोर्टेड डबल एक्सटोर्टेड सरी डबल एक्सटोर्टेड लेट्स फुट इट वेरी क्लियर सो वेन द यूएस डिक्लेयर दैम एज अ टेरिस्ट अर्गनाइजेशन दे वुड हेव बिकम द फर्स्ट टेरिज्म अर्गनाइजेशन दैट गिव यू रिसिट क्या In the world, isn't it? With uh, with uh, all the all the signs, <laughs> all the signs, you know. Uh. Ani, in fact, uh, Gorepani ma, you know, when uh, uh, when you got stopped at Gorepani to pay, uh, it was the political wing. It was usually not the guys with the guns. You know, there was the political wing that would come in front of you, and they would actually sit down with the travelers and explain to them their philosophy. Yeah, I mean, which terrorism organization does that? It's like, bandhu taakare paisali ne, you know. Nepali ko taikdom gentle parathe. Mazali buzo ne paikdom. Ah, gentle parathe. So, in fact, I I remember I think 2004, 2005, 2006 thera. 
एक दुईजना ट्रेकर जाँदाखे तो माओवादी भेटेन भी आएर कंप्लेन करते कि भेटेन मैं तो रसीद पाएन मेरे मेरे तो ये तो ऊ हो सुबिनीयर सुबिनीयर पाएन इट कस्टेड ओनली हंड्रेड बाग इन इट वज हंड्रेड पर डे फर द ट्रैक है सो हंड्रेड पर डे सात दिन को ट्रैक में सात सौ रुपया तीन तो सोचते तेरे ट्रैक कति दिन हो भाई पांच दिन भो बड़ी वॉज चेकिंग पांच दिन हो कि दस दिन हो कि नो बड़ी बदर क्या अभी सो इट हेड अ पोजिटिव सर्ट अफ थिंग हो अब इट हेड एन इमेज दैट इज अन सीविल वॉर भैर ये कुरा तर फर द पीपल वेर इन द कंट्री इट वॉज नट अ बैड एक्सपीरियंस एक्चुअली एट द एंड अफ द डे टूरिस्ट में नट टच सो दैट वॉज अ बिग फैक्टर बिकज इफ स्टार्ट यू नो आई मीन इफ यू गैट टूरिस्ट गेटिंग किडनैप्ड रैंसम भन्न आटे आोड़े एडभेन्चर भी आने छोड़ला अलग कम हो निस्ट कम होने तर ते थे है सो फ्लाइट्स वर स्टिल कमिंग इन टू द कंट्री में काठमंडू में कर्फ्यू होता खेल टूरिस्ट वेद ओन्ली गाइज अलाउड टू वॉक अराउंड नो बड़ी वॉज स्टप्ड पुलिस ने भी वॉक अराउंड कर दिन्थ अल तो दिदेन होज नाउ वी आर अ लिटल बिट मोर होसर्टिव है एसर्टिव थे पुलिस क्या आर्मी भी एसर्टिव थे टूरिस्ट तो हिड़न तेरे देर नो थ्रेट भर हिड़न दिन्थ क्या सो आई मीन That way, I mean, we are a really easy country. Yeah? I mean, all said and done, even COVID times, earthquake times. I mean, we have been really. I'm. I'm a somewhat solid as a tourism business. Solid as one. Solid as. No, it's not. It's not so detrimental. About Bangkok, because just though, I know, there are millions, millions out there. Okay. And a problem on the other side. You know, we we'll have thought in a different way, but you know, we've been a very easy country that way. Yeah? It's so interesting. कस्त इंट्रेस्टिंग डू यू हेव दैट रिसिट कसैकोटिंग थमेल बनेक थे वहाँ भन्नभ कि कैफ्टन गेस्ट हाउस एस्टाब्लिश कर बनेक थे आखर सुरू हो हाउ डू यू रिमेम्बर थमेल थमेल यो मेल जान था वेन आई एस्टाब्लिश माई कंपनी आई आई एस्टाब्लिश समथिंग कल्ड मेड इन नेपाल इन 96 or something like that made yeah, nepal.com I, I still there's a lot of people who want that domain sorry i'm already saying it on record sorry it's not for sale but anyways i know so made nepal bhanne shuru garethe export solutions bhanera and the idea was that we'll provide export solutions for anybody who wants to come to nepal and you know look because i was working in trade pehla dukuti ma kaam garethe so i you know i already had that experience of unjani uh, handicrafts and stuff like that ani tyu establish garisake pachi Where was I? What was the question? Again? No, Tamil. Oh, uh, Tamil. So yeah. So then after that, um, I cooperated with uh, two British guys, and I started partnering with them. And we started doing Pashmina. I used to have Pashmina dot net. But name of site pen theo. So I really took it in that direction. Then in I think around ninety nine or two thousand, we decided to have an office in Tamil. Okay. The one that poi labi ne okay one. Bideshi sita gulmil zane thau one ko. Rakshi han thau one ko Tamil leo. So earlier Tamil was just a place where you went and partied, had a great time. Had a great, nice vibe of people mm. that were coming back during uh, tourism seasons with just foreigners. Uh, Nepalese would not go. Two thousand, two thousand one, my guy, Omar Tamil first. I know. Mother ninety six, they can go here. Nepalese would never go. Because Nepal like treatment, Ramro paundena. Bossera khana khaya, and tip paundena. One rishaunsa, one nekhali kurat testo thiye na. 
ดัชนีเลยก็อันจานเป็นเดเรกันซะบอสเรคอร์ดซะบินกอร์ซะซ้อนซ้อนซ้อนนะอันนี้เนี่ยมาจ่ายเลยรัฐบาลบอสดินซ
Nepalese want to appreciate our country. You know? They want to really go and they've seen that uh, people die to come to Nepal. You know, there are certain people that die to come to Nepal. This part of the bucket list for many people. And for us, it's just there. Unza ni, anytime go unza. Permit lag dena. I mean, it's so easy for Nepalese to go. You know, so tiu kura chay Friday night ma jana khake bela ma tili chocham mare bol bela motorcycle ma jana milsa. You know, you see what I mean, right? So tiu kura chay tiu access unza ni amilai. That has been a big advantage. And I think uh, if domestic tourism was not there. Um, a lot of these places would not have sustained during COVID times. And, do, uh, you know, really, domestic tourism really plays a very important role in Nepal. Uh, I was in Chitona, you know, and I love, I love talking about this, you know, I'm sure you've been there, you know, in the 1970s, they can go in the 1970s, 80s, baby it's just such a good idea. It's a forefront vision. Of course, I have to say the king. But you have a vision of the Gaudial Bononi, Esri Bononi, and Batson, they will stay forever. It's a very interesting attitude. Of course, you have a big deal with the institution. Education is very important. Okay? And I'm just trying to uh, piece together the context and, of course, when it comes to sustainability and environment as well. When you travel, you I know, to tackle mechanism, developing nations tackle mechanisms or fast role to educating the general population, education level, to tackle education, sustainability, environment friendly, education Why do you think that happens? That uh, happens, that's a tough that one. is happening. Um, if you talk about it. It's the whole thing. Mr. Abdullah was also mentioning that. Speed. Nepal is all about the lack of speed. The new generation, the younger generation do understand this a little bit more than the older generation. And if environment, most of the Nepalese lie the poor is not directly visible as poor. Yeah? Mm. It is a sign of development almost. We've got to take it out of that mindset. Yeah? And I can even do this much garbage. When it's the, I mean, it's a, it's a very bad way to put it, but you know, it's almost like that yeah, psychologically. And uh, see, we have developed. We can produce this much garbage. When it's the, okay? <clears throat> On the other flip side, I personally believe that the Nepalese per, per person uh, per capita production of Inorganic waste is very low. Right? Our consumerism is very low. It's very possible. There's not so much options also, which is good in a way. So we produce low, very less per capita. Only problem, management. Management is slow, like you said. And management is again, back to singularity of purpose. 
back to you know conducive environment back to you know plans that actually take it forward you know also it's very rapid urbanization there's another issue that we have you know caused by the maoist movement actually and rapid urbanization that happened is one of the most fastest growing urbanizing countries in the world and people moving into urban areas sure i know so ani so it's just about management at the end of the day the management i really gonna sakyo ra manche ma eura ki install gona sakyo bhane actually we don't produce so much bhanne kura jun huncha ni feelings ke at the end of the day people have to really internalize it you cannot just uh, you can't we can't do singapore kutera garna sakdaina fine garera garna sakdaina we don't have the mechanisms for it corruption le khai dincha ele khai dincha ule khai dincha hamile bhanera hundaina garnu sakindina haina there's all these issues so we really have to get the people aware aware garna hari ta chai badmasos ta phor garis bhanne kina aware hune that's not the right approach ni in fact to say that actually you produce really less why don't you just manage what you produce bhanne manche maybe i can do a, i can be a good person also maybe i can do a better job at management exactly ani tyo tyo percentage grow gare bhane ta solve bhayale ni ek dui jana ta aile pani huncha ni berlin ma gayo ni kere beer khare bottle phalne ta aile pani chhani manche tyo fer koile pani jadaina tyo koile pani jadaina telai chhod dim and we cannot do anything but if the percentage grows so it is possible to do it yeah it's possible to do it it just needs that huncha ni communication messaging Yeah, and, and, and you could have remember say sometimes I feel guilty right here within the podcast. Given say you might have message that some people are talking about, but it lacks a good. Everybody has to do it. Getting me what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but you know, there is the one again. Is now if you think about it from a slightly bigger perspective, where is the priority of the environmental uh, problem? Okay, I mean for me it might be very high because I focus on sustainability, but for the general masses, you know. Uh, environmental conservation is not top priority. I'll give you an example on this, right? Rather than example, you know, if you feel that this is, forget about your. If you feel that your country is your house, yeah, you'd not do it, ni. You'd not do it at yeah. all. Why the hell are you gonna go ahead yeah. and do it, ni? You know, yeti you despani mero gharayo. Forget about gharla ghar dhurgi bad. So we say gharu mudai na, you know, mero kothao. होइन कोठा त जतिखेर पनि फोर्द राख्न सक्दैन नि त हामीले हैन एउटा न एउटा पोइन्टमा त त्यो कोठा त मिलाउनै पर्छ जति त्यो ओछ्यान नमिलाए पनि हप्ताको एकचोटी त मिलाउनै पर्छ सो इफ यु फिल दैट त्यो सेन्स त्यहाँसम्म त्यहाँसम्म लगदिन सक्यो भने चाहिँ हैन समय लाग्ला 10 वर्ष 20 वर्ष 50 वर्ष 100 वर्ष लाग्ला त्यो गर्न सक्यो भने चाहिँ जब मान्छेले चाहिँ आफ्नो सेल्फ अवेयरनेस दैट दिस कन्ट्री इज माई होम I know, and this planet is the only one planet that I that we have oh. at the moment. I know before Elon Musk takes us all to Mars. I know. Two two pureunas are the most interesting curaos. Like that, I mean, that's one of the things that uh, is big with me. And it's only campaigning. It's only campaigning. Or the China, and that's only campaigning. More like cost of life, and this is a very interesting point because also I'm very passionate about that. You know, and more like. I was trying to take forward this concept again for tourism and for the country in a way of us being guardians of the space. Okay? Mm. Pale, Nepal ko image pale to at the end of the day. So let's play on that. You know that we are pales of this destination and we really need to take care. You know so guardians of the Himalaya. But Nikurajan had a concept because we are the center of the Himalayas. The Himalayas big, but we are the guardians. I think you know we got the highest mountains, we got the fastest rivers. I know we are the guardians of this space. You guard your space like that. I mean protect God no more. That protection can come. if every individual oh okay let's not say everybody but you know majority, majority majority can start thinking that we are protectors of this space then we cannot for gone bhayena culture preserve gone pore haina 
ट्रेडिशनल कुछ जो सस्टेनेबिलिटी जोड़े तेल प्रिजर्व कर हिमाल जोगो पानी जोगन पे सब जोगन पे सो एन्वाइरोमेंटल कल्चरल एवरीथिंग सर्ट अफ बॉइल्स इन टू इट क्या एक्शन लेवल पॉइंट में जा गए तो अब तेल एजुकेशन करिकुलम में हाल हो सब पाले हो सब बैज दिए टी सर्ट दिए जे नहीं सो इफ यू स्टार्ट प्लेइंग विथ दैट कंसेप्ट यू कैन इवन गेट द गवर्मेंट अफिशियल से यू आर द पाले हो दिस देन यू हेव टू स्टार्ट थिंकिंग नहीं इफ यू हेव पाले है सो व्हाट इमेज डू यू वांट टू गेट आउट सो इट कैन बी अ वेरी पावरफुल टूल एंड इट्स वेरी सिंगुलर नहीं प्रोटेक्ट दिस स्पेस दिस इज आवर्स द ओन्ली वन वी हेव है वी कैनट गो इन हमारे पासपोर्ट भी खत्म कति जान मिलते हैं सो देर इज लट दैट कैन बी डन क्या जस्ट कैंपेन इंट्रेस्टिंग पॉइंट क्या इसमें वेन तो बच्चा में याद है एट कथा थी कि कथा में काठ काठ दिखा कसले मैचेस मैं याद है कि एटा मात्र काटी भैन पिटिक भाची सब भाची तो भाची जैसे जैसे स्टक बाईमी तरह फिर यही कुरा में फिर एफ्रिकन प्रभाव आँच इफ यू वाफ यू वाना गो फास्ट यू गो अलोन इफ यू वाना गो फार Yeah. You go together, oh. right? So, I Malays are personally together, right? Being together and doing things as a team mm. is way more important and way more valuable than just doing it mm. alone, right? Now, as I say, it's a collective effort. Leona Golagi say, like you said, everybody needs to get together, right? Sustainability is happening. Do bitrei boda, bitrei boda man se ko mai the jaga ona Golagi say, right? Because you hamro bani ra, right? Again, vested interest ko kura karna mein daily, right? We have so many NGOs. God knows mm. how many INGOs and God knows how many donor companies. I know who are constantly telling us that do this, do that, do it this way, do it that way. You know, how important is that? Unbiased way, right? In in what terms? Mainly by our bonne. भन्ने अथवा नभनिकन नगर्ने के थिंग दैट वॉज हैंडेड डाउन टू अस दिस जेनरेशन वॉज द वॉज द नेक्सस दैट ब्राह्मीण एंड छेत्री दैट क्रिएटेड हई एंड लेट्स नट गो टू द नेगेटिव्स अफ इट आई एम जस्ट सेंग दैट वॉज वॉट इज हैंडेड डाउन एंड एवरीबडी जस्ट इपिंग दैट है सेंग नेक्सस भैन अगड़ी बढ़ेन सो वेस्टेड इंट्रेस्ट जैसे भी हाउ डू यूटिलाइज द वेस्टेड इंट्रेस्ट इज द स्मार्ट वे यू कैनट कम्बैट इट यू कैनट कम्बैट इट क्योंकि कम्बैट कर रही स्टेशन में सीचुएसन में वेस्टेड इंट्रेस्ट नगर शेर्पा शेर् प्रमोट नगर भाई है हुए हुए क्या मगर ने मगर लगर गुरु ने गुरु लाइन मानी लिया लिया है बिकज दैट्स अ नेचुरल टेन्डेन्सी फर पीपल टू डू इट है संसारे भर अब तेल कस यूटिलाइज करने मात्र हो सो टैक्टिकल यूटिलाइजेशन अफ दैट और टैक्टिकल यूटिलाइजेशन अफ नेपालीज कैपेसिटी टू एप एवरीथिंग कपी एवरीथिंग और गेट एंग्री विथ स्मल थिंग्स लाइक यू नो ऋतिक रोशन को केस कांड है वी सुड यूटिलाइज दैट क्या And you utilize government, and that's where the strategy really comes in. Play politically. Yeah, this is all play. Diplomatically, one. Diplomatically, and if you do it for the right purpose, you can actually start getting that image of Pali. You can start getting, you know, you can start getting everything. You can. You just have to know who you're playing for what. About young generation, like maybe uh, being, uh, what's that? The Pali concept does not work at this point. 
older generation will understand that a little bit better. So, unar lai tiyos ma play karna, telai tiyan thaan na pari. Younger generation lai coolness ma lao na pari lai. Hai na? So, coolness, this is cool, but na tiyan lao na pari lai, tiyan tiyan thaan na pari. Ani orko lai orke tar gali thaan na pari. So, tiyo strategy, this is where we can actually move at. At the end of the day, we are 850, you know, 1000 kilometers by 250 kilometers. We're not huge, ni? 30 million people. You know, it's not massive. Compact ma basi. Compact. And, you know, and, and grouped people already. We're not so diverse that, you know, everybody has to be attacked. I know, comp- group groups on the, the group lay attack on the other The group lay attack on the other hand. Actually, it's tactical, just like saying, again, we go back to the same zero point where yeah. we don't have a singularity of purpose. So, you know, we don't have to do anything. National level, ko, uh, agenda, federal so. one, that's what I was coming to. Agenda is a lot of money. Specific, specific Kurar, the Hinsaki, this or Mounts, and you know, or this Mazari, specific Kurar, once again, I'm really specific Dins of America on the fourth of July. Specific Din. You didn't have any independence pie, you didn't have a border on my logo or something, you didn't have a logo or something. Everybody is waiting for that day. Ostie to independence, Dimagatimo, the Indigo, or a Cormazi, Dornal, and Motex in shock. You is the owner. Dornal, and it's always an right for only like God Rats. Oh, and specific like Ig Dins, I am eager. Look left, right, center, it's just a matter of time. We're going to go ahead and find all the garbage and we're going to try to go ahead and pick it up and throw it in a specific place. Example. I'm sure that's going to educate a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's going to not happen, mm. but do you have a specific, do you have a core leadership? Like, core, like, uh, like. Uh, at the end of the day, individual effort is not going to be demonstrable. You can also play district by district. You know, they have done it. Province to province. Ni, they have done it. The Mukta Abhiyan was a pure play on uh, ward by ward, uh, ward by ward, ni, district by district. We are the first one in the country. I am amazed. I love Janakpur. I remember 2011, it was a completely different place. Now, when I go back to the 2022, it is clean. Oh. <laughs> Man, you raft got and mm. kids are playing. It's a ramro environment. It's a clean, completely, totally. It's been beautiful as always. Isn't Annapurna track one of the oldest tracks of our country? Yeah, it is one of the oldest ones. Yeah. It's such well managed. Okay. How how has Annapurna Trek, has been managed so well? Isn't it the community? It is the community. I mean, the community engagement like community like uh, you always move ahead. So, in a way, uh, developing a place along with the community is kind of important. That's always important, right? And there are errors, 
no doubts. I know this market owns any key ones like Coca Cola tourism develop on a penny, Tesco, Telegot, the penny ones. I know, look at it is a Poilaco mindset. On upon a start on the area, mindset kit on there, Bidishi and Bidishi Hanazan's mindset. That's why we don't have Atomium in Nepal. You know, we don't have any of ours that actually has gone forward except Dalvat and Momos. You know? and the reason was because there was always this tendency that Bidishi and Bidishi that was an old concept. Now the concept is, no, they, they have come here not to eat a pizza. They've come here to try out our food. Let's give them folks a try. Start giving them pancakes. So we'll start playing around with the whole raw material so that there's more uh, immersion into farmers mm. uh, carbon footprint will be lower whatever and all those things are there plus the image of the country goes out that we've got great food so two images transformation so there's a lot to do still mm. had already moved in the right direction because of the community involvement community is the center community interest viral so, this is the thing where I was talking about pride. Pride is a very important part in tourism. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take pride forward, then just for Nepali, uh, we are very proud that we are very hospitable. Mm. And Nepali is very hospitable. If you can take that pride forward, tourism automatically moves forward. And that's, how, and that's how it's, it has sustained so yeah, far. And, yeah, and then we say that uh, Nepalese are very... Uh, uh, Proud, we're very honest. Mm. If, we, if we let the honesty thing dilute, you yeah. see where we're going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You see where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. And in tourism especially, eh? and Nepal government is talking about it. All some of the China image. Thankfully. Yeah, that is so true. Thankfully. And we're moving not in the right direction, tell you the truth on that one. Eh? So we really have to focus, refocus it and say, no, honesty is a crucial ingredient in our mix. Right? Honesty and friendliness is true important thing along with sustainability other things that we're going to put it the core thing should be that one you know? that image keeps on going out you know? we talked about you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 2050 <laughs> Do, what I say, 2050 is my target because i'm going to reach a certain age right? you know? um, we'll reach a certain age right? you know? 2050 is a solid time you know you'll be a grandfather by then mm. you know i'll probably god knows what's going to happen to me you know? <laughs> so that is when the generation and the generation after yeah. I don't think it is actually 2058. I disagree with you. Yeah, I think things are moving much faster than we think it is. Yeah. I mean, I remember 90s, late 90s, development organizations were predicting that Nepal will never move. What do you mean never move? Never really get out from poverty, never get into anywhere. Uh, but all of them are proven wrong. Not because they were necessarily had the wrong information or they were attempting to you know mislead or they had too less information it was just the information at that time you know but the world has moved on i mean the reason why they were predicting that was nepal didn't have landlines for example there's no means of communication you know roads are terrible and there was no sense of there's no money in the government they never knew that uh, the remittance market would suddenly go up they didn't know that, you know? Yeah, they had explore, no information. Yeah. They had no information on that. They had no information that mobile connectivity would suddenly transform Nepal completely. Mm. Oh, they had no information that all the mobiles that would come from China and India would mean that everybody carries a smartphone. So you could actually start doing mobile payments, you know? They didn't know that. So 
they were not misled, but they had no information for that. And did we change? Yeah. Now they're saying to 2030, my mid, mid-level countries and so on. All right. So again, we're moving faster than people think we are. Sure, right? sure. I know. Again, there's one word that you constantly use, which is called de, 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 de. And I kind of want, I'm, I'm sick and already tired of listening de. to de. I know. Why de? Why not us? Oh, we will figure it out. I know. I agree. But again, Bhutan, Bidesh, I'm going to put it in the middle of the You've extensively traveled around the world. Some of the best doctors in the planet. Planet. When I when I get my research of Nepalese around the world, you doctor. I know one of the to- some of the top surgeons in the planet is uh, was born in Nepal. Oh. I know, and I have a feeling there's going to be a time when they're going to send their share their knowledge, mm-hmm. which a lot of them are, which ah. they will extensively just mm-hmm. like say, down the road. You know, you're a certain time police mm-hmm. I want to give back to my country when you're I'm kind of. For me personally, I kind of want us to within try to figure out our problems and say that oh. everybody else trying to go out and tell oh. us like I you know so you're as a toily you got is another thirty guns. Yeah, but as a samosa mirror, I know Tamila mirror, I know Sapu mirror, and this which takes our expertise there. Who the last one says someone than the colleague on the body, my league on the body, and then even even Sunday, right? And also, Apno Tauko Maya Apila Matremons again. So uh, let me just boil that down even into, you know, the classic thing that we had with the Guti. Mm. Oh. Mm. You look at the rulers of this country are not from Kathmandu. Mola, exactly it has in the Guti. If you just want to explain it, layman's term. Layman's term is tough. The, so the Guti is, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of the, it's a very old institution that is actually protecting uh, traditions. Mm. Let's put it this way, in a very simple way. You know? And Guti, uh, to protect traditions, you need money. And money comes on that. It comes with donations. It comes with uh, having land mm. and investing that land into leasing and leasing it out and leasing it out. Got a visit. This for a poison. The poison happens. The traditions are maintenance. So, Dime Baza, they can lira, Mondi, they can lira, festivals, investment, individual at the garden. And two poisons come on that. It's a good hill. Let's not go into the depth of it. Yes, sure, sure. So, Guti is a very interesting system that Nepal actually has, but Kathmandu has it really a lot. Now, bring back to that whole development thing. But development, who is going to do it? The government is going to do it. They don't understand the concept of, you know, why this protection needs to be done. They only see 80 hectares of means. Hey, good is it. Because this is, you know, this should be government land. So government can make more money out of it. But the concepts, eh? hmm. the easiest way to explain the Guti crisis. Hmm. Hey, I mean, I'm sure there's more legal complications in it. But if you look at it, the overall thing is that. And the Guti says, no, we need this. This is ours. Right? We need to protect the, uh, the future. We need to protect. So we need to uh, keep it alive. Right? That's where the conflict started. Right? So the Guti crisis is coming because maya is not of course break no problem same thing happens when development organization comes they just want to they have a well meaning to come and do 
good in Nepal, but they don't understand local context, ne? and they don't understand the real pain points. They only see pain points compared to other countries. I know. pain point depth surface level So, I personally feel getting developmental aid, we should use it smartly. Yeah? Pretty much like getting that road in the bottom. Use it smartly. You know? So again, goes back to us thinking what we really need and not asking others what. It doesn't matter where the money comes from in today's terms. You know? Development layers, no, I don't care. Hmm. I know, but of we course. are in control. I know, we are in control. This is how we want it done. When we have clarity, clarity. We have clarity. clarity. Secondary systems, IELTS. So true. Definitely. I, I don't know, for some reason, I, I love the jungle. I love the jungle oh. vibe. Oh, it's not that I don't like the vibe. mountain, I get a sense of perspective. And the perspective is I've actually met people who said, narrow mountain valley, they feel claustrophobic. And uh, it was a real good learning for me because I didn't realize that people would have that. And so... Talking in terms of tourism, giving you constant learning, you know? and they said we don't like narrow valleys because we feel claustrophobic because they feel. Give like me an example. Uh, <coughs> Jomsom uh, uh, would be a corridor would be a narrow valley for them, you know? or uh, um, you know the smaller valleys within the Everest region would be narrow valleys. But then if you talk about space, then you talk about maybe valleys that are there in Upper Mustang or something or Dolpo, really wide valleys, you know? and it would say. Uh, so it's very interesting that people have that claustrophobia of space. Mm. They actually get it in open air also. You know? So, uh, But for me, that's where I really thrive. I really enjoy that perspective. When was the first time you went on your first trek? 96. No, no, she wasn't here in Nepal. Yeah. I went with my brother and my cousin. Cousin uh, came India. So we had few days before Tika. Oh. And we said, my brother was, where was he? Uh, he was a teacher at Budankata, I think. And uh, <clears throat> he had holidays, obviously. Mm. And uh, he had been around a little bit. Budankata, the exams were going on. And he said, I want to go to So, I want to go to Melamsi. I want to go to Melamsi. No idea. <laughs> no idea what is going on. Mathi tracks are interesting. And I made a trade connection in 96. Tim, the guy that I used to work with, he had been a teacher at Shermathang. Mathi. Shermathang was a teacher. So I knew somebody from there, Gopal Lama, who is now you know, up there. He's a very interesting character too. You should actually talk with him. And Gopal Lama had met him once or I had talked with him or something. So I knew he was up there. So two things came together. He said, Melamji, and I said, all right, maybe Matthew. You know? So I was going to the bus. I was going to the bus and Melamji was sitting in the bus. And then I was going to the bus. I was going to the bus, I was going to the bus, I was going to the bus, I was going to the bus. We started walking up. I was going to the bus. I was going to the bus. I was going to the bus. Beach mein aur a Belgian cotton laga swat go full of bari bokera. I mean, chokke bari hai. I na, I mean, banda khatra hai sab. I mean, to khatam hai. Maathi saath ghanta laya pugi. Maathi pugda hai. People like uh, uh, Dr. Chiring. Mm. They were babies. <laughs> that time, I na. Met him also. He was uh, in the school at that time. Unor the haircut cut lai tola hai. 
ग्यांगुटुमसांग We were sick and tired of the food, and we wanted momos or something like that. On this occasion, first trek got me. I still run that trip. I mean, it's uh, now converted into the Beuls of Nepal. One of them, you know, that's one of the closest Beuls that we have. Uh, so I'm still passionate about that particular beautiful. trek. It's a beautiful, beautiful short trek, and it's very nearby. How many days? Uh, six days. That's the last one. I'm really going to go. Short one. Go on. It's a battle. South, 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 south. But it's still one of those ones, south, north-south routes that are. Connecting Tibet to Nepal, mm. you know, and people where Tibetans came and found a beul uh, in in the Helambu Valley, and it's such a beautiful beul. You know, unfortunately destroyed a little bit because of the floods last year, but you know, mm. it's a wonderful little area and uh, beautiful. And it's a strong traditional concept also to maintain if we can. The beul comes with sustainability involved, you know, people's lifestyles, everything. So, uh, so that was the first trek. 96. Beautiful. Moi, I'm going to get what you were saying. Sorry. No, and after that, uh, you know, well, few treks at Tauti. So I got passionate with hiking in Nepal and you know visiting different places. Well, hello, my name is Mamilam Chisama Matrapugasu. Sorry, Mamilam Chisama Matrapugasu. Actually, banda banda, you know, my ekso chote yada hai. Okay, ninety six my most probably times were different. You know, uh, of course, in twenty twenty two, my last exam is Tauti. That Chinese tourist just the last one. Banda hai, okay, my name. Kina banda banda hai. Zane photo kisne niski ni. टाइम छाइन तो छाइन होने कति आजकल दुई दिन को तीन दिन को स्टप ओवर जो मैं ट्रेक को कुरा करें जो हो अस्त अन्नपूर्ण जी मैं पांच दिन में सका आए मोस्ट प्रब्ली अभी कहीं हम एवरेस्ट जाने कुछ आई मोस्टली छिट छिटो सक मैं आई सक मैं कि माथि जाने अभी सुन्न मैं लीन आई जाए कि मैं है फ्लाई बैक है टाइम कंस्ट्रेन्ट छाइन अगेन आई डोट लाइक इट है मैं पैला हजारवटा एपिशोड पुगे एक वर्ष ब्रेक लेकर हिड़ने विचार है कि मेरे है वॉक अराउंड द कंट्री इन फाइव डेज थ्री हंड्रेड एंड सिक्सटी फाइव डेज होट हेव टाइम ना हाउ डू यू प्लान द पैकेज फर दम हाउ डू यू प्लान अ टूर फर दम यो एम आई रंग नो यू टोटली राइट अस्टेनेबिलिटी में And there's you need to balance that to try and do more in one location because you really want to go deeper and understand and eat out the inside. No, I would tell a balance going on, but obviously people don't have time. You're totally right, you know. So <clears throat> what we do from our side as tourism professionals to try and balance that is to try and give people more experiences that could be attractive enough for the photograph as well, if you want the photograph, or for you as a memory, so that mm. you would actually retain them in a slightly longer in one destination. So your carbon footprint is lower. You do a better job, you know, but it's still a balance. I cannot guarantee that hmm. people will still do a 14-day trek or you know, 18-day trek. Gordon, I'm saying, you know, quite a Gordon, very Gordon. So, so you try to find more experiences in an area which will yeah. stick you there, okay? I know. So it'll say, oh shit, I have to do that. Gordon, I'm saying, I know. Then, I, then, then you see what I mean, and then you're like, oh my god, I missed that. No, I missed that. Gordon, you know, Nancy Gordon, for example, you can just go to Nancy, take a great photograph, come back, you know. But if you go and meet Mingma, who runs Panorama, and meet his, uh, you know, listen to his story, you need half a day, <clears throat> and and it's very attractive. 
And if you listen to that story, you'll say, oh, I have to story. It's IIR once. And then he'll say, Boliviana, actually, I'm a house mountain. 4,000 meters. They have an orchestra view. And then he'll talk about his yak farm. Then he'll say, oh, yak air. So you build on that. And it's all about sustainability and retaining certain lifestyle stuff. That's how I play. That's how I play with people's needs. needs. Because tourism is all about that. It's about managing your expectation and trying to get what I want out of it. Mm. I want to make sure that you do more. I want you to make sure that you understand the people more and not just take photographs. So I'll try to play around with what your interest is mm. and try to fit the rest of it in. Yeah. To point it, I didn't have because I wanted to capture that in my memory. You know? so, uh, 99, people don't do that anymore. It's, oh. it's, it's a selfie game now. You know? It's a majority of the people who take and so on. How big of a change do you see now in the, in the past, uh, let's say, it's decade? It's decade, it, matrabonum, let's uh, not even go far. It's interesting, hey. If I look at how the travelers are, you know, access, information, it's all negated. Now you have access of information everywhere, everything, you can DIY, government, so there's access to that information. Mm. The demand was also, Sustainability just happened just because there's no other choice. Earlier, new generation are more conscious about sustainability. So, experience exactly. They need an experience. They don't just want, you know, plonk me in a hotel. What is the experience there? And experience also comes along with the selfie. You can have a selfie and have a few views. If you have a selfie and an experience, your views go up. So just even if it's a selfish interest of self-promotion, you need the experience. Mm. So we can play with that as well. So in a way, the new generation, I feel, are X, Z, Alpha, Alpha, they really need that experience. So time comes experience has become important. We are seeing a generation of people who are saying they have the money to stay in Dwariga. They have the money to stay anywhere. Hired, anywhere. Hired, I know. But if it doesn't give you an experience, they'll rather go and stay in a homestay. And then they will pay for a real good experience doing bungee jumping or because they have the money for it. They don't really care. Right? So really, and this is a big opportunity for people who work in experiential tourism and big opportunity for people who are thinking sustainability mm. and really giving an experience. Okay? Only I actually believe that Nepal has got the potential to really live up to its brand promise of lifetime experiences. Okay? Really. You know? Only if we still have that? We still call it that? <laughs> we still call it that. Uh, I personally really call it that because I really want to give that out. doesn't matter where people travel. I would like to have a lifetime experience. And tourism is all about lifetime experiences, I think. You know, it's not just about fleeting moments. The only things you remember 
are the ones where they have a lifetime experience. Just think about it. When, of when, all the travels you've done. When, when I've always said this. And that I could mean, be bad food, by the way. You think so? <laughs> yeah, it can be bad, bad experience also, but that's still a lifetime experience. It doesn't matter, good or bad. You know, at the end of at the end of the day, in my deathbed, I can't even I can't talk about you or him or anybody. You know, in my deathbed, I will not remember. Maybe kiri koti daimi microphone chalate, maybe koti daimi TV rahate, maybe koti daimi kiri mobile chalate, or maybe koti daimi At the end of the day, it's going to be the relationships I made yeah. and uh, the experiences, it's the experiences had. I had. Mm. That's the only thing. Those are the only things that I'm going to take with me. That's what I feel. Mm. I know any, some of the richest people that I've met in my life now, young and old, oh. I think that's what they're running towards as well. So I 100% agree with you. Mm. I know it. You know it. Do people know that? Even that simplest of that tagline, has that been uh, penetrated towards... Again, singularity of focus, that's the problem. So, you know, you see what I mean? This is where I <laughs> boil down the whole thing. It's a very simple thing. You know, if you look at the Kathmandu airport, it's a bad experience, but it's a lifetime experience. You'll never forget it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> of course. Sometimes the stench from the toilet, you'll never forget. So, you know, I mean, you see what I mean? Lifetime experiences can be anything. Yeah? And playing on that, I'm not saying keep it like that, but I'm saying playing on lifetime experiences is perfect for a country like Nepal because Nepal challenges you endless. Left, oh. right, center. Oh. And a challenge is a good point of learning. Eh? It makes things memorable. So we should not lose the challenge part. That doesn't mean make the road to Pokhara 13 hours. Okay? That's, not the that's not the point. You know? Facilities dinu parsa, ramra parnu parsa. If you just make it a piece of cake where people just come and flop on a beach in Malorca, then they will not remember anything. Also, they'll get too drunk to remember anything anyways. So there's no point in that. Yeah? So you have to actually, Nepal offers this opportunity where people are pushed a little bit, and that is a point of learning. Yeah? And that learning, we have to drive in those lifetime experiences. Beautiful things like food, you know, things that people really attach to, the friendships, people's, you know, philosophy, you name it. Nepal is abundant. And it's got different ones all the time. So we can get people coming back because they said, oh, that was really nice. I need to go back and do something else. So again, single type focus. Focus, Sayah. You're right up there. You have a conversation with all the people who are pushing the pen. What do they say? What kind of advice do you give them? Singularly, individually, everybody agrees. Collectively, somehow we can't get it done. That's it, basically. The, uh, the younger generation who are coming in tourism, what do you like to say to them? The, uh, they are very motivated. I really like that. Tesma uh, Costa Saban, there are two types of people. Some, uh, and this is the beauty part of it. The new generation in Nepal are not necessarily, a majority of them, I won't say everybody, are not the aping kind. Mm -hmm. So Tamil has same trekking shops all over the place, right? I know, and everybody comes from the world and says, that's a lifetime experience, by the way. Why are all the shops the same? I know, why can't Nepalese think beyond that? And that was because that was an aping mentality. Also because of lack of data and stuff like that. Oilikonaya generation doesn't do that. They want to differentiate, and that's beautiful. Because you start creating a bigger pie. Not the same pie that everybody eats on, but now it's a bigger pie. It's a bigger pie, but only generations. So the new people coming in tourism are really thinking, 
mountain festival banao su bancha koi le ke bancha haina so i mean there's there's that thinking that has come in which is really amazing aba telai chai bringing it uh, into where we want to take nepal in the future yeah, the other day i was actually sitting is also relevant to say because the new generation of leadership is coming and arniko is you know i was sitting in you know in one of his meetings <clears throat> and somebody mentioned that oh i think milan mentioned and he's a big change maker milan rai and he mentioned that you know it's very interesting that humans are very insignificant in this world we're very weak you know a small little fall and we can die and very insignificant but each one of us have a chance to make change that will affect the future oh so we've got a very profound reason also why we are here right so if you look at it from that perspective to get that into the heads of the younger generation that is coming in that every one of them their little actions whether they go into mass tourism whether they go into sustainability will affect the country in the future really gives it a really nice meaning to what they are doing yeah? mm. they are creating jobs uske ramro job banaye ki na ramro job everything will affect the future right so that that sort of thing could be very good message varuna that you can affect change you're going to, your little action is going to make nepal change forever each individual esme i'll just like to add you took a few names and i'd just like to add on what you just said you know maile yo kura kina nikaleko bhanda keri with your 35 35 years of experience you were take 30 uh, overall uh, overall you know 35 years of experience you're in a position to give advice hmm. you're in a position to give advice I know you agree with me on this, right? To advise to somebody who is in the top of the leadership or somebody who is just starting mm. off, I know. Suppose I'm like Netaji, one person, one Netaji, I know. How many times have I said, "Have no expertise, say, utilize God"? It is, I know. Advice, advice. Because if you're a automagora, if you're damn good as a Malay person, you like Netaji, you know, advice is come for free. Oh, if you want to take it or not, it totally oh. depends upon you. Oh. I know, but more personally, I listen to everybody's advice, good or bad. And say, I know, because it comes for free. Why the hell not? And say, I know, when you like the money, suppose I'm a leadership position, my pungu person, and say, I know, like say, suppose I'm a pungu person, and say, I know, the at the end of the day, the leadership position, my pungu person, will advise the leader person. Say, Malay is a person. That's oh. what I feel. And say, I know, and I think again, and say, keep the advice is going on right, like, forever. Mm, I, seriously that's what i feel i also i really feel that our you it comes also with uh, another set of thinking that i have that uh back to nepali proverbs ke moral on ke sara i actually learned that germans also have something like that which says uh, yeah, no. uh so something like that which says the last shirt you wear doesn't have pockets once again wow it's got to fall they can't take anyway one right no so you know when you think about that then you know what do we really have I know what we really have is a little bit of knowledge, you know. So happy to give it. You know, there's no issues. Ani, your philosophy is. I remember we were training guides once. Yeah. Ani, there's a group of you know really trained professionals from. They've invested a lot of money, gone abroad, you know, learned from the best of the best. People like Chandra Ali, Amrit Ali, all these guys, you know, and they're all friends, you know. And we said, let's train some guides, bandari unalai. What should we charge? Let's do it for free. Knowledge, sir. Dinio, linsa linda na jagar sir, you know. I don't care one in the matter. And I said, you know, actually that's so profound. Okay? I know what can I really take when I die? You know, I can at least share it. It's no big deal. And if you hear when I am bro, Buddhist philosophy, Hindu philosophy, many answer. That's why we light a lamp. The lamp can light a lot of things. You know, and why not give it? You know, yes, I need to live. Consultancy person. Tirausu, no problem. Tirausu is dinsu my advice. No problem. You know, you see what I mean. And and that's fine. Yeah, and I and I feel like you know, and Nepalese, we have got the capacity to tell the world what we have. 
and, and to give from our experiences. And I'm going to, in a month's time, I'm going to Bosnia to do the same thing, training up tour operators out there. Mm. I know I've also trained up tour operators in the far west. I know, I know. So, you know, we can do that. I know we've got knowledge we can share. You know, lean in, lean in. I mean, what can I do about it? <laughs> uh, I, I definitely want to talk about the tracks, uh, social tracks. I want to talk about Kora. I want to talk about thousands of things, which I know you don't have time. So, individual, as I, this, uh, this is not the first time. This is not uh, sorry. This is not the last time that you're here. I know, and you don't even live that far. <laughs> so, X, <laughs> whenever, whenever you have time, and whenever I call, I hope. Uh, you're gonna come Absolutely. over. Absolutely. You know, call right. very well. Uh, you know, your podcast is saying, we, we need you back again. Before, before I uh, let you go, you know, you know, right in the beginning, you were telling me outside, uh, telling you that you're going to Bosnia, you know. So internationally, when you're Africa, you know, internationally, what exactly are you doing? So, um, internationally, it's a, um, I've got a company in Norway mm. that is, um, you know, doing uh, travel around the world. Uh, was just a progression in me in terms of learning more about tourism. So only, not only doing inbound, but also doing outbound. And got Norway, I company my partner. I have a sustainable tourism experience. I have a knowledge. Learning as we go. So I like to share it as a consultant in different countries. Nepal. Um, and as somebody was telling me the other day, uh, I think it was Arnico who was telling me, that you know, they take my advice in Rwanda and Bhutan, but they don't take it in Nepal. This is the situation my head. Internationally, there are consultancy in Nepal. There are many people in Nepal. If you share your knowledge, people take it. I think that is probably the reason why we listen to the white man who's coming from outside. So, this is the tendency that we have. I think it probably worldwide. That's why Bosnia is a lot of Myanmar or Ghana. So I'm happy to do it. So, you know, I learning culture, I that I can relate back to what I'm doing in this country or just the selfish motive being expanding my own knowledge and just, yeah. just uh, feeling challenged and, you know, learning new things. Uh, which is a tendency that I have. So. Beautiful. I'm at 0.1 uh, knowledge, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to gain, 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 gain. Go ahead, go ahead. 0.1 is all basic. That was not Google. Thank you very much for coming. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. And uh, again, I'll see you. I'll see you very soon. I have a feeling I'll see you very, very soon. You tell me, I'm here. Awesome. Love right. you, Dave. Thanks Thank for you your so time. Much. Thanks a lot. Woo! If you love what we are doing, make sure that you subscribe and turn on notifications. This program is brought to you by Vyas Studios. Thank you very much for watching us on YouTube. Make sure that you also listen to us on Spotify.